At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is for fools only, and it's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The aforementioned Brian No, my friend and partner. Here he is, B. How are you? Doing fine, Andy Furman. How you doing on this Sunday morning, my friend? You know what? I'm doing better than normal. I really am because I got a secret, but I can't keep it any longer. Do you know? Do you know that I won the lottery? Do you know that? Have I Get told out you of that? Here, really? What's the April backstory Fools! of this one? April uh, Fools! Wow! Listen to you. <laughs> listen to you. I was all excited for you. I was like, was it a scratch off ticket? Huh? Was it a Powerball? Did you, you hit something? You had those beads of sweat under your nose. I know you did. Look, if I would have won the lottery, you would have got a check already. Believe me. That's the way I am, you know? Really? That's April, how it would have yeah, gone. It's April Fool's. And, you know, a little history here because we also educate and inform people. And 
Do you know when April Fool's actually started? Because I kind of looked this up. I, I was interested in this stuff. I got a lot of free time on my hands, you know? I can't tell you. I know the entire backstory of April Fool's Day. I'm sorry, Andy, but that's why I have you here. 1582. Some of the historians speculate back at 1582. 1582. In France. But I didn't know this. Back in 1998, Burger King advertised a left-handed Whopper and a couple of morons (laughs) across the country, and the customers requested the fake sandwich. That's how gullible we are. I like it. Do you have any great April Fool's Day pranks on your resume? Well, you know, people call up the zoo and say, can I speak to Mr. Fox? You know, that's what they did when they were kids, right? But if, do you have anything? Do you have what's the no, most impressive thing no, you have on your resume? I, was, there? I wasn't really into April Fools that much. Were you? Really? Not, Are you? I, no, I'll yeah. tell you a quick story. I pulled an April Fools joke on my sister a few years ago, and it was beautiful. I don't do this year in and year out, but uh, this was when my nephews were a little bit younger, and they didn't quite understand what was funny and what wasn't. You know, like <laughs> I remember sitting at the dinner table in my. Older nephew, Minnie Matt, who was a lot younger, who? he was like, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, I don't know, you, you stuck something underneath someone's car and it basically like blew a parked car up, not with someone in it. And it's like, no, buddy, that's not funny whatsoever. So I tried to do a prank that was harmless, right? right. And so I called my sister up and I was like, I was going to drive to New York that day. And I was like, hey, I got a flat tire. You know, I'm over here on the side of the road. Can you come help me? Now, my sister homeschools my nephews. So she dropped everything. She's over there. She's helping me. And I was recording her on my phone. I made it sound like I was talking to a towing company or some mechanic or something. And I'm videotaping her the whole time. So they walk over to my car and I'm like, April Fool's. And they just stare at me and don't say anything and walk back to the car. Like, and then they start laughing. And like, really? Yeah, but it was yeah. great. It was a lot of fun. And we'd laugh about it all the time. You know, I pulled a fast one on him, Andy Furman. That's good. Well, yes, the way you are. You know, you're kind of a sly kind of a guy. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I not really. I felt bad. I felt bad for a long time because it's exhausting to lie. I am not a liar, Andy, but for the sake of the joke, you have to anticipate what someone's going to say the whole time. It's like I have to have a story <laughs> of, oh, I don't have a jack because she's going to ask about that. Right. Well, I called this place and they can't get here. They're closed. You have to have your story straight in so many different capacities it's tough to, to actually... Lie. I felt horrible. I didn't like it at all, man. Yeah, there's no lying last night. I know you were watching the ball games, and I know you were watching Villanova. And look, I don't know where you put Villanova in your bracket if, in fact, you had him going this deep. Did you? Did you have Villanova? I had him at least to the Final Four because they're a talented team. Look, they're talented, but what we saw last night with the 18 three-pointers and they demolished Kansas 95-79 to get to the Final final game tomorrow night – I don't think you'll ever see that in college basketball again. That was like a clinic. And they interviewed Jay Wright. You don't think you're going to see someone make 18 three-pointers ever again? No, I, I really don't. I mean, it it was serious. You're going to see more. 22-4, the game was over at the beginning. It really was. Well, look, I know it's the most three-pointers in Final Four history, but it's trending toward you seeing it again than not, right? It wasn't something that's so outlandish. This is where the game is headed you're seeing a lot more teams jack up three-pointers. And so if you see a team take 43-pointers like Villanova did, I think it's very possible you could see them hit 18 of them. 
Well, you know what? That to me is an amazing, amazing number to shoot 45% from three-point line. That it, To me, I mean, that's exactly, I believe, what Kansas shot from the field. 45%. And they shot that from three. So, I mean, they just blew Kansas out of the water. And you know what? The first thing that came to mind to me watching that game and the announcers were praising Kansas and Bill Self and 14 Big Ten, Big 12 championships of Big Ten prior, now it's Big 12. I'm saying to myself, you know what? The Big 12 has been exposed. I mean, how good could that conference be? And they say top to bottom and maybe the best conference in the country. They compare that to the ACC. How good could it be if Kansas wins it every single year? If you've got a team that dominates every freaking year, 14 years in a row, is the conference that good? Think about that for a second. The Big East is a great conference. Why? You don't know who's going to win it. Villanova, yes, yeah, sort of dominated it. Xavier won the regular season this mm. year. Right? I mean, come on. I, I just think the Big 12 has been exposed. I really do. And the way Villanova just just beat the living daylights out of it. They embarrassed. Do you see Bill Self's face on the bench last night? Looked like he was going to pull his hair out of his head. Didn't know what to do. <laughs> he went to a zone. He went to a 2-3 zone. That didn't work. They, they should have gone to the big guy. They should have went to the big man in the middle. They didn't go to the big man. But you know what? You just can't overcome shooting like that. You can't. No, when a team's shooting lights out like that with Villanova doing what they did, I think you're taking it too far with the Big 12 as if they – it's a joke of a conference just because Kansas wins it every single year. Kansas is just the, the cream of the crop, right? They're fantastic. They are unbelievable to be able to have that type of run of dominance. 14 straight is insane. But it's not as if Kansas gets to the tournament and fizzles out every single year. They've had a few shortcomings, but they've had deep tournament runs. They won a title a decade ago. It's not like nobody else from the Big 12 ever does anything. But just to focus on Villanova for a second, Andy. Let's do that, yes. They are the excuse destroyers. If you think about what they did last night, all these things that you typically hear, there are two main things. You'll hear this when the Final Four gets to a a huge stadium. Oh, the sight lines and the depth perception, and you can't shoot in the stadium. Charles Barkley was saying that after the first game. Then all of a sudden Villanova comes out and it's like, cancel all that. Because it might not be ideal, but you can do it. You can work with it, and you can shoot a high percentage from three. That's exactly what they did. And the other thing that you always hear, you always hear this box score analysis. If one team shoots a lot more free throws than the other team, they're squawking about, oh, we didn't get to the foul line. Villanova was 5 for 7. I know. Kansas was 16 for 20. So you had Kansas make 11 more free throws, yet still lose by 16 points. So you know Villanova what? did two things that people always complain about. Oh, you can't shoot from three in these stadiums. They did it. Oh, the free throw disparity. They were outshot by the free throw line significantly and still cakewalked to a victory. Yeah, and Kansas beat them off the offensive boards by three, but they still beat them tied on the rebounding totals. They were even, Steven. So basically it was all about the threes. And here's a stat that made me crazy. Villanova took 40 shots from three. They only took 25 shots from two. I mean, really, that's, that's crazy. But is that in their game plan? Does Jay Wright say, go out and do that? Or they just had they just had the mojo last night. They just had that feel, and they were hot, and they just took them. But Kansas, here's the thing. I mean, you know, I, I heard the announcers saying, well, you know, they defended them well. No, they didn't. No, maybe I'm wrong. And the next game that I coach in the NCAA would be my first. But I will tell you this much. I was an old city manager in high school, and I kind of knew, and we had a great coach. He would say, like, if a guy is in his comfort zone – Make him uncomfortable. Push him back. If a guy's really mm-hmm. right on top of that three-point line, 
Push him back an inch or two or six inches, whatever it may be. Don't make him comfortable so he's going to hit those shots. That's all it is. It's not about defending the guy and getting your hand in his face. It's getting him off the spot that he's hot at. Yeah, I hear you there. It's Villanova really is a mixture of the Rockets and the Warriors, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. In terms of shooting threes, that's what the Rockets do. Their theory is, hey, man, if we take a ton of threes and hit a decent percentage of them, we're going to win. <laughs> like That's their philosophy, and that's to a large degree what Villanova does. I think they're warrior-like in that the Warriors are most known for shooting threes, but that's far from the only thing they excel at. And the that's a lot pass. like Villanova. The extra they, pass too. Yeah, Villanova is known for shooting threes. That's what they excel at. But they can put the ball on the floor. They can drive past you. Jalen Brunson, he'll take you down in the post. He'll post up guards, right? They do a lot more than just sit behind the arc and jack up threes. They move the ball around and get open threes, wide open threes. So it's a talented team that can take you off the bounce if you start to hug them at that three-point line. They can find points elsewhere, and that's what the Warriors do. They're known for shooting threes. They do a lot more than just that. You know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to praise Villanova, honestly. I mean, I remember when Jay Wright was coaching at Hofstra. He left Hofstra to go to Villanova. People scratching their heads. Well, Villanova, yeah, they got a bit of a tradition in basketball, but they weren't in the Big East at that point in time. And and then, you know, you look at, and people always cry about the facilities and, and where if you're on TV or not. You know, they don't have the greatest field house. I think it's like an 8,000-seat field house, although they play a lot of their home games in the Palestra in Philadelphia. I understand that. But to get a kid, to go to Villanova and what they have done, what they've accomplished, the role that they're on. I mean, it's the second championship game in, in three years. It, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you got to stop and take a, a breath and say, wait a minute. I know the whole storyline, this whole tournament has been Loyola of Chicago. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the thing is this, Villanova deserves some praise. And what about this kid, Eric Pascal? This kid finished with 24 points and 15 boards. You know where he was two, three years ago? He's playing for Fordham. He's playing for Fordham University in New York in the Atlantic 10 Conference. It's unbelievable what they have done at Villanova. Yeah, Pascal was he was unbelievable. It's just their team has not only been winning games, they've been dusting teams. Just we're talking double digit city left and right throughout this tournament, but it's interesting because what we always used to talk about Villanova was that they shot a ton of threes, they would get to the tournament on a bigger stage and they would clench up. And they wouldn't be able to shoot their threes. They wouldn't be able to make them. And it's a new day and age for Villanova where they're shooting a higher percentage. The only thing is, I think that these knee-jerk reactions sometimes don't tell the accurate story. right? You get all these knee-jerk reactions with NFL from week to week. One team will win and it's like, oh, this is the team to beat. This happens in college basketball also because let's not forget the same Villanova team that was lights out from three last night. They were 4 for 24 from 3 against Texas Tech the game prior, okay? So let's not get too crazy with Villanova can't miss from 3. They were lights out last night, but it's live by the 3, die by the 3. And Villanova's a team who against Texas Tech proved that they got a number 2 pitch. They're not just jacking up 3s and that's it. They still won that game by double digits, even though they were 4 for 24 from deep against Texas Tech. 
You're That's exactly what you got to right. do. You got to be more than just a three-point shooting And they team. play tremendous defense. They really do. I mean, the defense, I mean, it gets overlooked because of the way they shoot threes. And, you know, shooting threes and making them is a sexy thing in college basketball. That's what they talk about. But we're just getting started. And we're pretty sexy, too, here on Easter Sunday and, of course, April Fool's Day. Brian No, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's set this up for a second right now. You can get to us at Twitter, at The No Show, and that's N-O-E Show, The No Show, or at Andy Furman FSR, or if you you prefer 877 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. The big man is here today. Ryan Dennis in the big chair today. He's going to run the show for us today. And what a show we have. We got Bronx Talk later this hour, hosted by the aforementioned Ryan Dennis. Hour number two, the blame game and bottom barrel betting. Pressure right there for him. And hour number three from the New York Post Live from San Antonio, Zach Braziller. He's going to join us, the college basketball guru, and of course, knows picks. So don't go anywhere. Get another cup of coffee. We're here for you, and we're going to tell you why blue bloods are bad. That's next. It was midnight for Cinderella. We'll explain that in just about a minute, 20 past the hour. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and you know what? you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings, and with all the taste and half the calories, you could eat twice as many. Hooters! Hooters, yes. Brian, no. I tell you what, basketball's coming to an end. It's kind of like the end of the football season. We got a little depressed, and after tomorrow night, no more college hoops, but at least at least the NBA will keep us busy. But I, I kind of get sad a little bit at the end of college hoops. I love it. I mean, five months, it's over. Yeah, it's done. It'll be over on Monday night. But uh, the NBA playoffs, I'm excited for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think about Steph Curry's injury and how that relates to the Warriors. I think that helps Kevin Durant's reputation for the short term. That's a great point. Just follow me on this one for a second, Andy. Don't you think so? Where Steph Curry isn't expected to be there for the first round series. And the narrative for Kevin Durant has been, oh, he joined a 73-win team that already won a championship and cakewalked to a, a ring, and it's lame. That I totally believe that. You believe that. We've had that discussion yeah. before. But you think right here, right now, without Steph Curry, Chris Broussard, who knows his hoops, he's gone on record saying that the Warriors can't win it all if they don't have Steph Curry. I agree with like him, because the, if you remember the first round, I, I think know. last year, was it Portland gave him everything they wanted to without Curry? Oh, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it. But but that's the narrative right now. So if they are able to, even the first round series, if they're able to go through, win a championship, when there's some doubt, there's some uncertainty right here, right now with this team, that's going to help Kevin Durant in that narrative changing a bit. It's not going to do a 180. Right, but it's going to change a little bit in his favor if he's able to get it done in the midst of Steph Curry missing some well, time. Let me rain on your parade for a second. You know, it sounds all well and good if, and that's a big if, and I underline that if they win the series without him, if they lose, you know, without him, and, and Durant's playing, they'll say, "Hey, oh, he couldn't gosh. get it done without right. right he couldn't right, get it done without yeah. Curry." You're right. You're absolutely right. It's uh, it's going to be to his benefit as long as they win. He's going to get crushed oh, yeah. if he doesn't. By right? me. You know the drill. By you me. You know the deal. Yes. yes. Well, I tell you, I was crushed last night when my – I shouldn't say my, but when Loyola of Chicago, their run ended 69-57 to Michigan. And the funny thing is, I expected that second game, that Villanova game against Kansas, to be the game, the better game, the marquee game. Actually, the first game was the better game. And then Loyola had like 10 turnovers in the second half, and that did him in. And, and certainly yeah. you could say that Michigan is the hotter team, is the better team. They won the Big Ten title. You know – 
the Big Ten champion of the playoffs and the championships, but I, I just I, I felt the loss there. And I, I'll explain this in a second because Ramblers not huh. expected to be there. They're not a blue blood school. I mean, Duke's a blue blood. North Carolina's blue blood. Kansas, Kentucky. Maybe you want to throw Villanova in there. And I think it's good for basketball for a non-blue blood to make noise. I, I think I brought a, a lot of people into the tournament who maybe were like partial fans, not real heavy-duty college basketball fans. I think it's a good thing. Well, I do too. I think it's it's great when you have uh, an outlier and you've got that team, the Cinder- Cinderella story, and I think it would have been more intriguing just in terms of the buildup. Like, can this Loyola-Chicago team from nowhere take down big, bad Villanova? That, to me, is a sexier matchup right. than Michigan going against Villanova. So, yeah, I like the outliers. I like the teams that come from nowhere. I can't imagine too many people. Sister Jean didn't even have Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. She you know, left who early. Else would? They, they wheeled her <laughs> out early out. before the end of the game. <laughs> she took off early, but you know, I'll tell you this though, Andy. I love how the the underdogs and the Cinderellas. That's major, a major part of the charm of March Madness. But what isn't charming is if Michigan and Loyola Chicago combine to shoot eight. For 38 from three. Okay? That's just ugly. There were times where Loyola Chicago, who was one for 10 from three, the guy would take the shot, and you know how you just, you follow through and you hold it up there for a little while? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. It'd be an air ball. I'm like, dude, you can't hold your hand up there like you just stroked it when you airballed it. You know what I'm saying? It was just ugly last night. It, it was a, it was, you know, and that was the excuse that Charles Barkley gave with the depth perception playing in that big time arena, you know, in that big facility. And, and, and for some, you know, and I believe this, you know what, maybe that's why they're shooting the way they did, but that, that was all taken away in that second game with Villanova, the way they shot lights out. But you know what, I just think that if you're a shooter, you could shoot anywhere. You could shoot in the church, you could shoot in the gym, you could shoot outside the park. It doesn't make a difference. And I just don't think Loyola. It, 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 it just ran out of gas. I mean, they're not as good as Michigan. They're not as deep. And this guy, Mo Wagner, Wagner, I mean, he just uh, killed him. I mean, oh, he killed he him. Awesome. He, he, he was tremendous. Wagner score point. Wagner, Wagner. gets rebound. Wagner. Yes. Uh, he was fantastic. He was unbelievable last night for But he Michigan. was unbelievable because Loyola had no way to stop him. That's why he was unbelievable. I mean, he right, didn't but play you like know that what? all year long. No, 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 no. But he was fantastic last night. Um, right. I think that, you know what, Andy, and now I'm thinking about it with the three-point shooting, I think a lot of it has to do not just with the sight lines and the depth perception, which of course plays a part, it's the stage. You know, like the stage doesn't get mentioned at all. It's like when you're on the Final Four stage and all that pressure, like the title is within your grasp. It is right there. It's I'll never forget, this is a good way to, to bring it full circle. Remember uh, Coach Fisher? With the Fab Fab Five over there, Steve Fisher with Michigan years yes. ago, a couple of yes. decades. Gosh, we're talking almost three decades ago. It's insane. But he said it was like they were just trying too hard to win a championship with the Fab Five. And the analogy he used, the comparison he made was a feather just falling through the air. And instead of them letting it fall into their hand, it was like they're just trying to catch it. And they're, the more they're trying to catch it, the more the wind is forcing it to blow away. And that's what happens with teams shooting the ball from deep in the Final Four. 
it's not just the depth perception. It's the stage that you're on. So I don't know why we just take that, crumble it up, and throw it away as if it doesn't matter. It does. That's a great big point. But you know what? When you mentioned stage, I was thinking of Mo Wagner when he fell into Bill Rafferty's face last night and he <laughs> broke his glasses. I mean, it, it really and truly, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It really was. And I'll tell you how stupid I am. I mean, this is how dumb I am, all right? I didn't. I had no idea that you could watch the national feed with Rafferty and, and Jim Nance and the whole guys, the, the crew, and, and there's like a local feed for like the Kansas game or Michigan game or Loyola game. I didn't know that. And so I'm watching, I think I was watching the, uh, the Kansas feed, right, for a little bit. And the announcer, I'm saying, who is this guy? I mean, I've never heard such a homer on national television. Let's go. Let's go Jayhawks, Rock Jay. I mean, I said, what's going on? And then some guy tweeted him on the show, and they put the graphic on the screen. And then the guy said, well, you know, this is the local Kansas broadcast. If you want the regular, I said, oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Did you know that they did that? I didn't even know that, that they had three broadcasts going on at once. Well, you got it's kind of like the mega cast, like college football for the championship, where ESPN has yeah, you on the Ocho local. they have coverage. Or yeah, <laughs> had all that stuff was, going and on. And I say, where's Bill Raffer? You know, I thought I thought that he got hurt after Mo Wagner fell into him, and they broke his glasses. And I hadn't heard Rafferty's comments on this local feed because well, he wasn't doing it. So then I had to turn back to the TBS national feed. So, all right, where they have the Homer. Right, it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, the hometown. Yeah, it's it's not bad, you know. It's kind of like our final segment of this show. You can go your own way, right? It's kind of like what you can do with your feeds when you watch it. That's not bad. You know, if you're a big-time fan of Michigan, maybe you prefer the Michigan commentators instead of the national guys who are supposed to be more neutral. I I just love the still shots. I love the still shots of Rafferty and the ball coming. Grant Hill was ducking out of the way like, ah, and they pause it right there. That's great. Right. Was That's awesome they do that. They bring the inside the NBA flair in terms of the humor and, and plug the other guys in there. Sometimes there's some fun moments like that. It was good. They took advantage yeah. of it. And, and speaking of uh, the announcers, I always believed, I, I know that they got them, they got like 35 guys doing the games. I don't think you need three guys to do the game. You know, I think if Rafferty You don't like the three man weave? I love the three man weave. Really? Yeah, well, you're talking about like Mike Breen, Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson. Well, they are about, fantastic. They're good. That's NBA. I'm talking about the college game. I'm talking about like well, last you don't, night. So you don't like the three-man weave when maybe it comes I don't to like college the three, Maybe I don't like the third guy that's doing it, Grant Hill. You don't I, like not, Grant Hill, huh? You're not a Grant a good, Hill guy? I like him. He wants to go to the Hall of Fame. He's a good guy. He's a class act. I don't, I, I, it doesn't I don't, sound like you like him, though. I don't think he adds anything to the broadcast, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, really. I, Bill, Bill Rafferty. He said when Duke slapped the floor playing zone, he's like, you do that playing zone? Like That was yeah, but, funny. But that was Raff, a good moment. Raff will tell you some coaching techniques, the, the dribble drive, and then more than that, he adds humor. He lightens it up a little bit. With the kiss. With the kiss. Yeah, I mean, but right. still, I mean, but Grant Hill, I mean, I, to me – you could sit there and do it. Ryan Dennis could do it. Wow. Really. Wow. Yes. Wow. Ryan Dennis could do it. Hey, Robert Dosmani uh, could do it. I've got some nuggets Who? about our guy, Ryan Dennis, our really? producer, filling in for Robert Dosmani. I've Who? got some nuggets that you're going to want to hear I'll coming up I'll go one step further. I think Jonas Knox could do it. How's that? Wow. That's now, let's, that's let's not step. get out of hand here. Let's All not right, get right. crazy. We'll continue. We'll do that right now. It's Brian No. It's Andy Furman. Get us on Twitter. We'll read the tweets, and we'll even retweet them at the No Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And finally, we made it, and we'll tell you all about it next. But first... My guy and yours, we love him to death. 
the best part of the week, listening to Ralph Urban with the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And it is the final four being slimmed down to the final two after Michigan beat Loyola 69-57. And Villanova was a 95-79 winner over Kansas. The Wildcats winning by shooting 18 three-pointers in that game. In the NBA on Saturday, Golden State a winner in Sacramento, 112-96. Kevin Durant with 27 points and 10 rebounds. Boston won their sixth straight, beating Toronto 110-99. The Celtics now just two back for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Washington 107-93, they beat Charlotte. Brooklyn, a overtime winner in Miami, 110-109. And Detroit won their fourth straight, beating the Knicks, 115-109. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And gentlemen, we are just 11 and a half hours away from the NCAA Women's Championship game as Notre Dame will face off with Mississippi State. Thank you so very much. We'll see you in about an hour. And this was a five-month wait. We'll explain that in just about a minute. Brian, no Andy Furman. Of course, we want to welcome you and everybody else to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course... Sammy K, the lovable Sammy K, in about 12 minutes from now with Bronx Talk. We can't wait. We can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Real quick nugget for you here, Andy Furman. Ryan Dennis, who's filling in as the producer valiantly for Robert Dasmani. It's Robert Dasmani's birthday weekend, right? So we got Ryan Dennis in here, my guy. He was telling me since the last time we talked, he got engaged. What? Got engaged to his USC sweetheart. They both went there. And I said, is this girl a fan of of sports? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. She is, get this, Andy Furman, not only the 2015 fantasy football champion, she is back-to-back, baby, 2015 and 2016. You got to put a picture up on Twitter. Put the picture up on Twitter. We want to take a look. We want to check her out. Can we do that? (laughs) <laughs> what? what is this deal? Dasmati gets off for his birthday for a weekend. What is the deal with that? Yeah, Dos was that like, "Hey, man, what was the rundown on that Iowa Sam? Was his birthday today or yesterday?" And he's like, "Hey, you know, we got a whole weekend to devote to this thing here." I think that oh, his really? his birthday was Saturday, uh-huh. so he you know he wanted to this go his out recovery and, and day. get imbibed. <laughs> he might still yeah. be out right now for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> we should check day. in live with Dasmani at some point. No, that would not be good. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah, we Probably should. Not. We should call him up and see yeah, what he's doing. Good idea. So we should. Yeah. Well, maybe do that later on. Okay, that's really good. So it must be in the water now. You just got married. Dennis is getting married now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Really. That's good. That's and good you know thing. something else? Yay. I'll mention here real quickly with Iowa Sam making his first appearance on the show today. You know what's going on tomorrow night? Not only the championship matchup, Villanova versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. We got a championship matchup between Iowa Sam and Ryan Dennis. Oh, yeah. So What's the way on? it goes, if Villanova wins, Ryan Dennis wins this huge big screen TV because of the Fox Sports Radio employee bracket. Really? Right? If Michigan wins, Iowa Sam wins the big screen TV. High stakes. Go blue. Wow, that's a big deal. I'm sure yeah. that'll be posted up on Twitter after it happens on Tuesday, right? And they're going to be around each other tomorrow night. We will be working together Monday afternoon and evening. And so there will be a lot of tense stare downs and trash talking. Oh, it's going to be great. For that big screen TV. 
Maybe some shoulder I, I, bumps in the hallway. Yeah. There's definitely I think Iowa cups. Sam, it, he's got to slap the floor, Duke style, just so Michigan can kind of channel his energy. He's got to yeah, root him on any way possible. Ian, as much as I love Iowa, Sam, there's really no reason for him to win that TV because growing up in Iowa, I don't think there is TV. So he would know what it is. <laughs> we just really? had an antenna in a shoebox. That's all we there had. You go. Right. Yeah. All right, so we move on. You know, and, and Ralph, Ralph Irvin, let's not forget him, he mentioned in his sports update at the bottom of the hour about the women's championship game, Notre Dame-Mississippi State. And, you know, I, I'm ashamed almost to bring it up. But honestly, before we get into Villanova, Michigan, you know, is it bad for the women that UConn is out again? They lost in overtime to Notre Dame ninety-one eighty-nine. I bring that up because last year they lost to Mississippi State at the buzzer. And UConn, to me at least, and maybe I'm wrong here, gave women's hoops visibility. And I say this, I challenge anybody here, uh, our listeners as well, who could even name three, four, five women college coaches? UConn at least gives that sports a visibility, and with them out of it, I don't think people care because they're like the villain or the hero. You either root for them to lose or root for them to win because they are somewhat of a bully in the in the women's basketball circles. But at least they gave a foothold to women's basketball. And now right. I don't think anybody really cares about Mississippi State, maybe Notre Dame a little bit. So that, that was my take on that. Yeah, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. I think that it does more harm than good for them to be out. Because right. I'll be honest with you, Andy. I was watching a movie with the lovely Christina the other night, mm-hmm. and I saw just you know like messing around on my phone. I saw the score of the game and that it was in overtime. Right, and I was like, "Hey, can we watch the end of this women's basketball exactly. game?" I That's didn't think I, I was going to say right. that before, and I was like, "Because it was UConn, because of UConn and everything they've done, they were undefeated and all that." And I'm like, "You know me, I'm from South Bend, Indiana, so the Notre Dame thing was involved." But it was more so about, can someone take down Big Bad Yukon? Like, that's interesting. So with that factor being gone, I think it does more harm than good. Like, I get how dominant they've been. They've been too dominant. Right. But the fact that they have been that Goliath, there is something interesting where they're maybe about to get upset, where you go out of your way and you're like, let me see five minutes of this ball game at least. Right. And it's a funny thing. It's almost the opposite where Loyola of Chicago is a no-name and everybody's rooting for them, where UConn, everybody knows, and it does bring the visibility to the sport. But I don't think a lot of people root for them, especially the way they beat up on people. What they did to right. St. Francis, Pennsylvania a couple of weeks ago, like what, going 40 to 40? I mean, they're bullies. That's a, <laughs> I mean, Gino Ariema is a bully. He plays those starters right. like, you know, like... 35 out of 40 minutes when they're winning like that. But we move on. Because well, well I'll just say this real, real quick while we're approaching knee-deep women's basketball <laughs> breakdown. Just let me say this real yeah. quick, Andy. Yeah. I saw this stat is unbelievable here. Over the last 10 seasons, Geno against Muffet McGraw, the Notre Dame head coach, right? he's 15-8. and eight. Against everybody else, he is 355-6. and six. <laughs> and, and like that... To a large degree, that's why a lot of people just don't even watch because UConn has been so ridiculously dominant. There is no way it's impossible for anybody in men's college hoops to go three fifty-five and six against everybody but one coach at one school because right. the talent is more widespread than that. So it's yeah. just it's not something that is even close to being parody related. Well, they're it's losing. So it's like, it's like when the Harlem Globetrotters lose. It really is. 
right. when, when they lose a ball game. <laughs> but we, you know, we move on. I, you know, I look at this Michigan Villanova finals tomorrow night, which is almost anticlimactic. Because I was hoping Loyola would be in it. And you look at stats, and they really don't mean anything. But according to the stats here, with Villanova scoring, what, over 90 last night, and they're averaging about 86 a game, it should be a fairly high-scoring game because Michigan averages about 75 a game. So I'm thinking maybe. But it all depends if the three-point rainbows drop for Villanova again. Yeah. Yeah, Villanova shoots from deep more like they did against Texas Tech when they were 4 for 24 compared to last night where they're just lights out. Yeah, Michigan's got a shot. It's a 40-point ball game. It's college hoops. Anything can happen. And Michigan plays very good defense. It's just that if they're having a hard time, Kenny Smith was talking about this at halftime of the Michigan-Loyola game. He was like, you have got to see the ball and see your man at the same time, right? And they weren't doing a good job against Loyola Chicago. You think that they're going to fare well against Villanova if they're struggling against the Ramblers? You know, come on, man. It's not looking good right now. For uh, for Michigan, I agree. But and they, didn't they say that Villanova is the largest uh, favored uh, favorite uh, going into a final ever in the NCAA? That's right. Well, yeah, that's, yeah that's it's, amazing. Uh, I, I don't know ever, Andy. I know since. Uh, let me double check that. Okay, but uh, at least the last since 2010, the biggest favorites. I don't know about ever though, because they're what six and a half point favorites. That's a I know lot. Duke. Duke was actually favored by seven against Butler. So we're going back just to like 2010. That they're the biggest favorites, not ever. You got this kid Bridges on Villanova. I love that guy. He's shooting something like forty-five percent from three. I mean, you got so many weapons on Villanova. You know, you could talk about it. the Wagner guy, and I don't know if he's going to come out and play the way he did against Loyola again because I, don't, I, I haven't seen him play that all year long. But I do believe that he'll be stifled by Villanova, and Villanova has so many guys they can go in and out on you. They yeah. really can. Yeah. I, and I tell you what, I'm rooting for Villanova. I'm rooting for the little school, the little Catholic school in Philadelphia. I want them hey, to win. Man, and I love Jay Wright. I love the They're guy. becoming a powerhouse. They're yeah, not they just the, the little machine that could. They are. Mikel Bridges is a flat-out baller, right? Like, Jalen Brunson is probably going to be the player of the year. So I understand what you're saying, Andy, but where they're at right now to win two out of three championships, it's amazing. they're legit. They're like bona fide at that point if they're able to get it done tomorrow night. Now, here's the question of the day. And I don't think anybody brought this up. And Jay Wright, I, I, I love him to death. He, he's class all the way. I love the way he dresses. I love the way he speaks. He's polite. He's, he's right there. How come his name, A, never comes up for any other jobs? Because let's face it, a Catholic school is not going to pay as much as a, as a Michigan or Kansas or anything else. And B, how come he's not doing the route like Brad Stevens did from Butler to the NBA? His name never comes up. I know he's content. He's probably happy there. But, you know, he could probably triple his salary in any other major college. Yeah, you hear some rumblings, some NBA rumblings, but he's got a great thing going. He really does. Um, you know as well as I do, the more success, the more rumors, the more possibilities that he moves up and does something else. And the more power else, you have in the place you're at, too. Well, sure, sure. But if he wins his second in three years, it's all about his mindset, too. He's got a great thing going at Villanova. Maybe he just wants to stay put. Well, I mean, that's possible, but still in all, I mean, I, I was shocked when Brad Stevens left Butler and went to the Boston Celtics. I really was. But, you know, I think money talks, as they say, and, you know, locally where I am, uh, Chris Mack left Xavier and he went to Louisville. You know, everybody said, well, you know, they call him a traitor. I mean, you know, that's the way it is. Loyalty has gone out the window in this day and age. Chris Mack was making maybe $1.2, $1.4 million at Xavier. They couldn't afford it. And Louisville gave him a seven-year deal for allegedly $4 million a year. 
How do you turn that down? Which Louisville, to me, is a blue blood program, maybe the top five, six programs in America, right? Yeah, but it's all about mindset, man. It's like, you know, some guys want to go to the NBA. Some guys want to stay put. Yeah, Um, you're right. you don't want to take on that. There's a lot. To, Jerry Tarkanian went to the NBA after having a great thing in college with UNLV, and he fizzled out right away. It's just not meant for everybody. I, I'm with you. I remember Luke Conoseca went to the ABA at the time with the Nets and didn't do well, and he went right back to St. John's after that. But we'll see. But we're going to continue because we're going to the Bronx in about a minute. But we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Look, it may be a bad place to live. But it's a great place to talk sports. To the Bronx we go next. We got Bronx Sports Talk coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Brian, no. Andy Furman. I got great news before we get going. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 50% or more on car insurance. Geico, yes, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And now let's get it done with the great Sammy K. Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. Ah, uh, gentlemen, Hagmasayak to you, gentlemen. Happy Pesach. Happy Passover. <laughs> thank you, thank happy you. Happy Easter to you, eggheads. It's another morning talking shop in the Bronx. All right, Humpty Dumpties, I got a hunch. I got a bad feeling about the L.A. Rams, and you got to hear me out here. Every fan of the Rams, all six of them, they're ecstatic about some of these offseason moves, bringing in Dominican Sue, bringing in Aqib Tlaib. Maybe they even go after Rob Gronkowski if he... Uh, Gets on the market there. But I sense this team may fall into some dysfunction because guys like Sue and Tlaib have had issues uh, on the field in the past. How is this all going to work out for a young coach like Sean McVay and a couple of head cases? All right, I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. Goodness, I'm ready. Very wordy. Very wordy. Will you please, Dave? I know some of these guys, you got to call them bums, right? Right, Brian? Some of them are bums. But you know what? When you win, no one cares. If you win with these guys, no one gives a rat. That's for sure. And talent I, uh, trumps trouble. You know that. Give me a break over here with these guys being trouble, all right? You need they some are, crazy bad, on your team. Dominican Sue comes to work. He gets after the quarterback. That's what you need. You need to keep to leave. Yeah, he's crazy, but I want someone snatching a gold chain off he's of a crazy. weak wide receiver. So I need Sue. some of that on my football. They're going to win. I tell you what, I know trouble. I live in Cincinnati. Those guys are in trouble. And you know what? They never win. They never win. It's Pac-Man Jones. What do they won? They're going to divide the locker room. Did you not see Talib win in New England? You did. They won. You did. Only because yes. Belichick came, kept him on a leash. Kept him yeah. on a leash. I don't know. I got a bad feeling. Put you on a leash. How's that? All right. I'll try not to be so wordy this time. All right. We got opening day. Glorious, glorious opening day. Even Mets fans have hope. And in case you've been living under a toadstool, New York freaking Yankees have two studs. Aaron Judge. There's a lot of words here. You're not doing Carlos great on being Stanton. less wordy over here. I just got to be All honest right, let with me you, tell Sammy you, K. these guys, though, they're going to be unbelievable. Let's talk about Stanton and Judge. Are these guys You want to talk about Stanton and Judge? I'll yeah. tell you about a dynamic duo over here. You want to talk about me. Murderer's Row? Good Lord, they're going to combine for 100 home runs right here, Andy Furman. They're the modern-day mantle and Maris. That's what they are. Uh, are they, they, are they the new Bronx Bombers? I got to know. 
Yeah, they had a new problem. Oh, they had a new one. That's what the question is that. Did you fall down and hit your head with all your Easter celebrations and pleasantries? Are they uh, the new problem? What are you talking about? Yeah, I think they qualify. The season just started. I mean, we don't know yet. But these guys, they could have huge potential. All right, they do. All right, let's move on quickly here. We got Easter. We got Passover. What do you like to do? What do you like to eat? What are your traditions? Tell me. Matza, matza and wine. That's about it. Matza and Lots wine. Matza wine. Huh. Matza wine. Maybe and a that's couple it. sticks. Yeah, you gotta sticks. have two ingredients here. No, you me, gotta have One, the two. Easter ham. You gotta All right, have the ham. Easter ham is how just dare you succulent. And, oh, how dare and the you? other thing you gotta have, you gotta have the delicious peeps. Okay, oh, peeps, it's would, marshmallow and sugar. Pole. For anybody who says you know that, what are you talking about? They don't make any sense whatsoever. The epitome of deliciousness. I would never even touch that. If he's not the greatest. Who is? Well, we'll tell you in just about a minute, but now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. I welcome every single person. Where? To the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Here he is, my partner, my friend, and of course, a happy Easter to you and your lovely wife, and happy April Fools. Brian No, how are you? Doing fantastic, Andy Furman. Do you have any April Fool's jokes uh, laid out? Now, you got me at the beginning of the show saying that you hit the lottery. I know. That's that, that was bad. I'm on the I lookout. You. You know, I don't like falling for April Fool's jokes. I, I should have smelled a rat, but you pulled it off very nicely. Do you have anything you. else on no, your agenda I, I, I today? No, I got you once. I'm not going to embarrass you again. I'm not going to do that okay. to you. April okay. Fool's! I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. No, I, I got something for you. I got, a, I got a kind of a twister, a brain twister for you. Are you ready? Are you ready okay, for this? Okay, yeah. What do you got? Because, you know, you and I, we like to talk sports, but we like to go round and around sometimes. And we know sure. that tomorrow night Villanova's going to play Michigan because, you know, the sweethearts to lay all over Chicago. They lose to Michigan 69-57. Villanova really beat the living daylights out of Kansas 95-79. Okay? So we got mm-hmm. that set up. And, and every moron on talk radio and on TV today is going to, to, quote, break it down. They don't even know what that means. We're not going to break it down because you can't break it down. You don't know if the threes are going to go in for Villanova tomorrow. So we move on to something bigger and better. When we mm. talked college football, I was the schmuck that said, hey, I think Alabama could beat an NBA, an NFL team, right? Remember I said oh, that? And you no. kind of smacked me around a little bit. Uh, now, yeah. How come no one brings up the fact that can Villanova beat an NBA team? And I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns, which are the worst team in the NBA by far. Something like 19 and 58 is their record. Would that happen? Could Villanova beat the Phoenix Suns? That's all. That argument never comes up. No, because they couldn't. All right? It's the same concept. Football is even worse because, of course, it's 11 on 11. Basketball is better because the, the age factor, they're a lot closer because you got college kids after a year, one and doneers like the Devin Booker at Phoenix. Fine, the Kentucky, fine. Right? But, Andy, it's the same concept where you've got a couple of pros on Villanova's roster. A couple. All right? Right, right. You know what you have on Phoenix's? All pros. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are all professional the only basketball way, wait, players. Time out. Okay? The only way they're pros is the fact that they get a paycheck. I don't, I don't call no. you know, no, Greg no, Monroe no, no, no. is not don't, a pro. Don't in my fall mind. into on. that trap. Do not fall into that trap. Devin Booker is one of the best guards oh, in he's basketball. A hell of a player. Yeah. Josh Jackson is a good up-and-coming player. All right, They have professional basketball players. They look awful yeah, because terrible. they go against better basketball teams. But guess what happens? If they go against 
Villanova, they would dust Villanova because Villanova's got a couple of dudes that are actually going to step foot in the NBA and other guys that aren't good enough to get there. You think a bunch of guys that aren't good enough to play in the pros are going to beat pros? There's like no chance. But you know what? I'd like to see it because certainly in the college game, it's, it's out of whack. Physically, they can't get it done. And it's just age difference and just mindset. It just it can't ha- Look, I'd say if Alabama played the Cleveland Browns 10 times, they may May come close once. But no, the, the no, Browns they wouldn't come anywhere close ever. But I think right? in the NBA, if, I think- if close means like within seven touchdowns, maybe they could get it within six. That's about it. Right. And they we, would I understand get that. Destroyed. I, I, I right? get That's that. The same the, the, thing. The physicality of it. I, I get it because you no, about- no, it's not just that. It's not just that. Sure, that factors in. It's that again. You have the Browns. Is that the team that you picked out, Andy? Yeah, yes. The Browns. Right. Okay, winless last year, going up against NFL teams. The Browns have a roster comprised completely of professional players. All right? Alabama, they've got a handful of dudes. That's, they've got Calvin Ridley. He's going to be a first-round wide receiver. Okay? they got a few guys here and there. They're going to make it into the NFL. And that's it. You really think a, a team with a couple of pros here and there, a couple of good pros, and then a ton of amateur dudes that will never step foot in the NFL, they're, they're going to be a, the guys that are going to take down an NFL team. You know what? It they, makes uh, no sense. I, I don't want to go around and around too long with you because I'll, I'll go back and I look at the great teams that Bob Knight had at Indiana. He never really produced a lot of guys that went to the NBA, but they were great players. They were great players. I think if you've got great players and you coached well, and you play hard, there's no, a chance. But no, we move no. on. Okay? There's no chance. Because, uh, sticking with the NBA, the King made some noise. I'm talking about LeBron James. And it's not talking about leaving Cleveland again, at least not for now. He passed Michael Jordan the other day for consecutive games with at least 10 points, doing it for the 867th straight time. And my question was when I read that story, who in the hell keeps that stat? I mean, who gets paid to do that stat? I mean, to me, you got to be a geek, the king of geekdom to do something like that. Really? Please? You just got to type a couple of buttons on your keyboard, you know? He was like, tick, 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 tick. All right, Someone's got to go. follow Done. it, though. Beautiful. Come on. Yeah, but you know this. They follow all the major things. And to have 867 consecutive games reaching double figures – that's impressive. This other stat is even more impressive to me, Andy. How about this? LeBron, during his career, he has more 50-point games than single-digit games. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. amazing. He's got it 11 50-point games and only eight single-digit games. That is astounding to me. And for a guy who isn't known primarily as a scorer, because he's known as an all-around player, great defender, great facilitator, great rebounder. He isn't known even primarily as a scorer, but right. he excels at scoring to that degree. It is, it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. And for throughout his career, it's been more about what he hasn't done than what he has accomplished. Exactly it's a crime right. for it to be like that. It really that. is. And you know what, though? I'm going to give you all the credit in the world for this because LeBron James is suffering from the Russell Westbrook syndrome. And we talked about that. When Russell Westbrook won the MVP a year ago and we said he's not going to win it. You said it, basically. He's not going to win it again this year because yeah. he would have to top what he did last right. year. And now LeBron James, who has done so much for so long, He'll never get it because it's expected from him, and now everybody is handing over the MVP conversation and the trophy to James Harden, who's had a great year. He's had a tremendous year, but I think LeBron James is, in fact, the MVP with the garbage that he's been playing with all year long. 
Well, you can make a great argument for LeBron. There's no doubt. And based on what you're saying, you make sense where we come to expect this from LeBron. There isn't a shock factor. Like LeBron, just a couple of weeks ago, what he scored 35 points and had 17 assists with no turnovers. Nobody had ever done that in the history of the game, have no turnovers with the rest of that stat line. And we don't go crazy. We're just like, eh, eh, great night for LeBron. Yeah, that's LeBron. Shocker, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. There's no wow factor anymore. And that's a shame because a lot of what he's accomplished, what he's doing this season, it rivals what he's done in his MVP seasons. Right. In some, in some aspects, it's better. But we're just used to it. So there isn't that same, whoa, look at this type uh, factor in there. And you're right. The beard has been fantastic this year. He's been spectacular. And when I have the best record in basketball, you can make a great argument. He should be the MVP. But the thing I dislike the most is when people compare LeBron's defense now to LeBron's defense in years gone by. It's like, wait a minute. Can we just compare LeBron's defense now to, I don't know, James Harden's defense now? Because that's the yeah. comparison you got to make. It's not LeBron right. to himself. Well, look, that, that situation is a, pro- a popularity contest. And the fact that, you know, he's got CP3 playing with him in Houston and they got a pretty good team right now and, and a new coach, to, to, so to speak. I mean, and they're running away with it. I mean, every day I hear 12 games in a row, 11 games in a row, 15 games in a row. I mean, they've had a hell of a year. But you know what? So is LeBron. So is LeBron, and the fact that they're not sexy like Houston this year. No one expected Houston to do this this year. And you know what? There's a possibility, really, that Houston could win it all this year. They could. I mean, if, if Steph Curry stays out and he's not healthy, there's a great chance Houston can win it this year. Well, I think they're going to need that to beat the Warriors. If the Warriors are close to fully healthy, Rockets are not ready for prime time. They're not ready to take them down. I get all these Twitter fanboys all year long. Rockets are going to do it. We'll get this. I'll get a few of them just by saying that, Andy. You're wrong. Yeah. No, they're going to do it, man. They beat them twice in the regular season. <laughs> it's the biggest joke to me, Andy. It really is. Like, Do you think... Do you think that the Warriors are approaching regular season games with the same intensity that they're going to approach no, a seven-game series? And they series? learned that two years ago Come because on. even their coaching staff said they, they ran out of gas when it came to the playoffs because they were striving for that one loss record at that time. And now they're pushing it back a little bit, realizing that it's all about the playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. Sure. It's not about the regular season. It it's is. about the playoffs. I got I to gotta throw this at you, Andy Furman. I don't Please. like to derail this NBA talk because I love talking the I association. I know but did. we've got bottom barrel betting at the end of this hour. And I ran across this story. I think it's fantastic. I want to hear what you would say. This is a betting scenario for you. Okay? Well, I'm not a big gambler like you. you know. It's okay. It's all right. Okay, you don't have okay. to be. Right. It's, it's, you could be an advice giver for this guy. So Derek <laughs> Stevens, he's the owner of the D. The Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. This guy has been known to make big bets, and he's been in the news before. So he placed a $25,000 bet on Michigan before the tournament started at 40-1 to odds. Yikes. So if Michigan wins tomorrow night, he wins a cool $1 million. Okay? So what he did last night, he hedged a little bit. He took the Ramblers to win outright. He put $25,000 on them. And then he put 25000 on them plus five and a half points. So it was a smart hedge. Yes. If you had Loyola win the game, he would have walked away profiting $50,000. Not bad. Not so bad at all. it didn't work out. So it cost him 50000 But it was a good hedge because he still stands to win a million. So the question right. is this, Andy. Yes. What do you do 
if you're this guy with Villanova looking as dominant as they are, do you put a bunch of money on Villanova to win outright when the money line is not in your favor to do so, right? It definitely would because now what is it, six and a half points Villanova's given up? But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going, if you're laying the six and a half and they don't cover the spread, now all of a sudden you're in debt. (laughs) Like, you're. You're losing the fifty thousand that you hedged with Loyola. You'd lose your twenty five thousand with Michigan, that initial bet. And now you know you're what? losing money on Villanova to cover the spread if they don't. You're you know screwed what the, if they don't I, cover the spread. I'm gonna tell you right here and now. If I was next to Mr. Stevens right now and he's asking me what I would do, I would say, Leave it alone. Leave your twenty five grand on Michigan. You're gonna get ooh, a mill. I tell you ooh, why. No, I don't like I that. Don't, I don't, no, like I that. don't see Villanova doing it again. I don't see them shooting eighteen three pointers and shooting the lights out on But you see Michigan winning? You see yeah, Michigan winning this I, I, game out. I don't want them to win, but I see Michigan winning. I really do. I really do. I don't see it, man, but that's the thing is you can't in his situation, you can't lay the points and hope that Villanova Villanova covers the spread. If anything, you just go money line when the payout isn't very good. You hedge that way. That's really the only way that you're guaranteed to make some money. I, I would because if Michigan wins, you get the million bucks and just right. whatever you, it costs hedging. So you're fine with that. You'd be all good with that. If, you know, if... If Villanova wins and you hedge, well, at least you're not down. You're not down any money. Look, when you got that kind of money, he'll never be down money. I mean, it's not a big deal. And this whole betting – and he said he's never bet this amount before. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Are you cool with betting talk, Andy? It seems like you need a a nap here with this betting talk. It it makes me worry. I I get nervous when I'm hearing (laughs) 25,000. I I could never watch a game knowing that I had $25,000 on a game. I mean, you just roll it off your tongue as if like you do it on a daily basis. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I would kick the television set in. I really would. Could you watch a game? Twenty. Think about that. Twenty five thousand dollars on a basketball game. I mean, come on. Just imagine that. I mean, people out there listening to us right now. I mean, I don't think there's anyone out there in, in the sound of our voice that would uh-huh. have the the gumption, the guts, or the money. To put $25,000 on a game. That makes me too well, nervous. I've been into Schwitz, really. I can't I, I do think it. this, Andy, this is where it's interesting to me. Okay? A couple of numbers here. Yeah. He's invested 75000 in his bets oh. so far. Okay? It was the twenty five on Michigan initially, right. where he could profit a million, and it was the 50000 that he used on Loyola to hedge oh. yesterday. So Villanova looks dominant, right? They looked yes. insane, Against Kansas, who's better than Michigan, by the way. So what do you do? Do you sit there and say, all right, if Michigan doesn't win, I'm down 75000 <laughs> Or do you say, all right, well, i got to hedge with Villanova. So if you're hedging, you look at the money line and say, okay, maybe I could hedge a little bit there. If you laid 75000 on the money line, Oof. you would profit just over 24000 so it's like even if you do that, you're still down fifty k. Yeah. If Villanova wins but doesn't cover, so if you think about them covering, now all of a sudden it's minus seven. If they don't cover that spread, now you're way you're talking six figures. You're down. Yeah, he's back. The guy's in a, a tough right spot now. right now. Yeah, yeah, he's backed in. He really. I'm better him than you or me. <laughs> 
It really, it really is. Brian, no, Andy Furman, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Comments always welcome. How? At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We've got the playing game coming right up. Bottom barrel betting in about a half hour from now. Zach Braziller from the New York Post will join us in hour number three. And, of course, No's picks will be there as well. But when it comes to pointing fingers, we do it best on the playing game. Next. The blame game right around the corner, about 20 minutes past the hour. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We're proudly brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. It's that time. Let's get it done. Our host today, Ryan Dennis. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for four or five rounds of blame game action? In all honesty, we don't know how much Andy has left in him. In the blue corner, former actor and microphone melter, the man with all the Scooby Snacks, Brian No. I have a gigantic bone. And in the red corner, you all know him. He paid Bill Belichick to come on his radio show. The man without a muzzle, Andy Furman. Face my mouth, Garcia. Touch gloves and good luck. What is going on, guys? It's another uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Thank God, a fresh face. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I'm a big fan of blaming people, so I should, I guess, be a big fan of blame, uh, the blame game tonight. Or today, I guess I should say. So I guess we'll start off the first one. It's been a topic of conversation since the Super Bowl ended. New Tennessee Titans cornerback Mal- Malcolm Butler had some strong words for his former head coach and defensive coordinator this week coming off the Patriots' loss to the Eagles in Super Bowl 52. He told SI under the cover, I was close to going up there and saying what I wanted to say to Matt or Belichick, but I just stayed in my lane and did my job. I really wanted to ask them, but I didn't. Referring to not being able to play the whole Super Bowl, who's to blame for the whole Super Bowl incident? Belichick, Patricia, or Butler? I'll take this one first because I always lose and losers go first. Let me tell you right now. You know, you could blame the coaches for not playing them. And I know you guys are marking down what I say because of the blame game, especially my guy Ralph Irvin. But you got to blame Malcolm Butler. You didn't play. Keep your mouth shut. We're like two months away from the game already. Let it go. You didn't, you're not even on the team anymore. You're on Tennessee. And you keep on saying that, I don't want to bring it up. You did bring it up. I read the quote. He said, I didn't want to cause any problems. I didn't want to bring it up. Well, you did bring it up. You keep on bringing it up. It bothers you. It's under your skin. But you know what? Live with it. It's on you, my friend. You didn't play. You don't have to ask the coach why. It's your problem. That's it. I think he's very professional with the way he's handled it. So I wouldn't blame Malcolm Butler. He didn't throw anybody under the bus. He said, if you're a competitor... You completely would want to go up to them and be like, yo, let me in this game. Why am I still on the sideline? I blame Belichick for this one. It's absolutely Bill Belichick for not playing Malcolm Butler one defensive snap in the Super Bowl. The Eagles gained 613 yards. 613. Like, how does Belichick not make an adjustment and be like, all right, game plan isn't working. Why don't we throw the Super Bowl hero out there? Just a crazy idea. He should have made an adjustment. He didn't do that. It's Belichick by a mile to blame in this whole scenario. 
All right, we'll continue with the NFL here. Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell has yet to get that big contract he's looking for, which he thinks should mirror his teammate Antonio Brown. So on Thursday, he tweeted out, it's so hard to be a hero in a city that paints you out to be a villain. Who's to blame (laughs) for the stall in his contract negotiations and kind of the rifts we've seen with the Steelers? Is it Tomlin, the organization, Le'Veon Bell? Who's to blame? We'll go with you, Brian. I like how you give a multiple choice with the blame game. That's very nice by you. Uh, oh, keep, it, keep it, uh, you know, keep it concise. Uh-huh. I was thinking about blaming Matt Patricia's beard in the last question, just to be against the brain there. No, I'm, it's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has delusions of grandeur over here. He wants to be paid as a number one running back and a number two wide receiver. He wants essentially like wide receiver money as a running back. He's a dynamic running back, but the market, it's not even close to that as a running back as it is for a wide receiver. So he's not going to get close to the money that he is seeking. He's been unreasonable about where the market actually is. He just looks at where he wants it to be, and that's not realistic whatsoever. So the main reason he doesn't have his long-term deal is because his expectations are way too high. It's Le'Veon Bell. Well, I'll tell you what, you could easily blame Le'Veon Bell, and that's the coward's way out. That's the easy way out, okay? You could blame the NFL's franchise tag because he's been tagged for the second year in a row. Yeah, you could blame him. It's real easy to blame him because he's crying and whining. You are a running back. You are not considered a quarterback which gets big-time money. You're not considered a diva wide receiver, which gets big-time money. You are a running back, and I tell you what, the fans of Pittsburgh are getting a little sick and tired with your threats, with your crying, with your whining, and the threats to stay out of practice again and training camp this year. $14.5 million is probably more than half the city of Pittsburgh owns, really. And the people are there are good people. They're blue-collar guys. They take their lunch bucket to work, and you have the okay, audacity. Who are wh- who or what are you actually blaming? I'm um, confused here. You're not the judge. Don't don't confuse the judges right now. <laughs> I could blame the franchise tag because he's been tagged okay, second year in a row. Okay, you could blame the, the gas prices him. rise. What are you blaming? I don't want to blame him because you blame him. That's why I don't want to blame him because I don't want to go on your back. So I'll blame the franchise tag, which created the problem. I could easily blame him, but you did. So I don't want you to think okay. I'm going on your back. So I blame okay. the franchise right. tag. All, all right, I guess uh, I guess we need to switch over to the NBA for a little bit. We got I Kevin Durant. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Kevin Durant was ejected for a fifth time Thursday night in their loss to the Bucks at home. Kind of feels like Durant's been, you guys were talking about it a little earlier, but it kind of feels like Durant's been a different person this season, and the Warriors don't feel like you know the normal Warriors. So is it Steve Kerr kind of just letting anybody coach the team? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it the injuries? Who's to blame for the quote-unquote meltdown of the Warriors this season and them missing out on the number one seed in the Western Conference? And then this one, we can go with Andy. Okay, I tell you what, I think I blame Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant right now has been listening to this show. He's been listening to Brian knowing me, knowing that he just jumped on board. He jumped on the carousel of a 70-plus win team to get a ring. So now he's getting real ticked off. And the quote that I read the other day when he got thrown out of the ball game, uh, he's being a little more aggressive. He's crazy. There's a difference between being aggressive and crazy. He's crazy because he wants to show the world that he could win, he could win, and it can, can win. It doesn't need Draymond Green or Steph Curry, because those guys have been injured. So you talk about not getting the number one seed. He, the pressure is on him to lead this team on his own, and basically he can't do it. He's failing. 
Tim, okay, here's, blame him. This is a layup. This yeah. is an absolute. This was an alley oop. Huh. Ryan Dennis threw me the alley oop, and I am just windmilling it in. <laughs> Who's to blame in this? It's the Cavs. LeBron and the Cavs are to blame for the Warriors not being in a position to have the one seed because they won 73 games a couple of years ago. They didn't win the championship, and all of a sudden their regular season focus is different. They're resting players a little bit more. They know it's a a marathon. It's not a sprint. They're not trying to set any more records. So they've got more of a Cavs mentality, which is let's survive the regular season. Let's get our rest, a la the Spurs. We're not trying to set any milestones here. And let's get to the the playoffs as rested and as healthy as humanly possible. So they just have a completely different culture shift right after they lost the finals a couple of years ago to the Cavs. They're to blame. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think your layup of slam dunk was that easy, but we'll find that right around the bend to see who won this deal. It really is. Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And wait till you hear how one night, one night, changed a man's life. That's next. But first we go to the one and only Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much, and they're going to the final game on Monday. And that is going to do it. Michigan ends the magic of the Ramblin' Men. The Michigan Wolverines are in the national championship game, knocking off the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, 69-57. The call courtesy of Westwood won as Michigan advances to the final game. They will take on Villanova, the Wildcats 95-79 winners over the Kansas Jayhawks. In the NBA, Washington a winner over Charlotte 107-93. Boston won their sixth straight, beating Toronto 110-99. And Golden State a winner in Sacramento 112-96. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience in the major leagues on Saturday. Adam Eaton five for five on the day four runs scored three RBI as Washington hammered Cincinnati 13 to seven. Charlie Blackman with a pair of home runs. Colorado beats Arizona 2-1 and Chris Bryant drove in three as the Cubs took out Miami 10-6 and just like we're going to do right now let's judge Andy Furman and Brian No and see who was to blame. Thank you very much. You know, this only happens in the movies. We'll explain that in just about a minute. Brian, no Andy Furman. I want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And I'd say about 12 minutes from now, we'll have bottom barrel betting. But... Hit the music because, Ryan Dennis, you're going to go around the room to find out who won that blame game. And let me know because I'm leaving the room because it makes me sick. Okay, let me know. Mm. Call me me when it's over. All right. Well, for this first one, good stuff, guys. For this first one, for Malcolm Butler, as the resident Eagles fan, you know, I I wasn't complaining Mm. about it. But... Mm -hmm. I think I got to give this one to Brian. I like uh, I like what he's saying. You know, you you're sitting on the sideline watching your team put up 500, 600 yards, get put on the defense. Why am I not playing? What's going on right now? I should be out there. So I got to give it. The blame should go to the coaches for that one. The next one for for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Isn't he the highest paid running back in the league right now with the franchise tag? Something like that. You know, per year. It's mm-hmm. got it's got to be on Le'Veon Bell, man. You gotta you gotta realize that you're a running back. It's different. 
Le'Veon Bell is the one to blame in that whole situation. And then finally, yeah. I got to give Andy one here. Yeah, I think Durant's the guy to blame right here. It's uh, It's been, like I said, he's been a different player all this year, and it seems like he's just blaming everybody else. So we'll it's put the blame soon, on bro. him. <laughs> all right, who's up? Who's up now? Is it Ralph? Is yeah, it Ralph? it's right. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first one, question number one. Andy, you invoked my name in in, in blaming Butler. <laughs> Always an interesting uh, tactic to uh, take. Where, where, whereas uh, Brian kind of went with the same old, well, he should have just played. Well, the reason this is still coming up is because of Malcolm Butler. So I'm going to say Andy gets that one there. Or is it because he didn't play? If, if he played, there's nothing to be... No, the question well, was, why is his story still a story? Because Malcolm Butler's making be, it a because story. Because Belichick didn't play him in no, the first no. place. Well, no, there Belichick's pr- not talking. The, there the, were the question that was, didn't happen. So. Right. The question was, why is it still a story? Because Malcolm Butler's putting logs on the fire. He's making it a if, story. If Belichick plays Butler, is there anything for him to bring up? But he didn't play exactly. him. Exactly. It started with but Belichick. But who's bringing That's it up? Why is it... All right, ladies. Okay, go ahead. ahead. Back to your corners. (laughs) On question number two with Le'Veon Bell, Brian blamed Le'Veon Bell. Andy never said who he was blaming. (laughs) Brian (laughs) even asked him the direct question. I said the franchise tag. And he said nothing until he finally threw out the franchise tag. You don't lead with no answer. You lead with the answer. Brian gets the point there. You're killing me. Okay. And now we go to question number three. Brian said that he blames the Cleveland Cavaliers and then proceeded to describe the San Antonio Spurs game plan, not the Cavaliers game plan. Wow. You're not listening. You're not using your listening ears. took responsibility for the situation. How? Because he blamed Kevin Durant by saying that Kevin Durant's listening to this radio show. So really, Andy is saying it's his fault that Kevin Durant has taken that. Therefore, Andy wins it because he's a stand-up guy. It's bad judging. It's horrible wow. judging by you, wow. Ralph Irvin. Okay. Iowa Sam, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa Sam. All right, so I just gotta, we got uh, Ryan giving the full point to Brian and then Mr. Ralph Irvin, how did you end up coming down to that? that it was two to one to Andy. Two to one to Andy. All right, so it all comes down to me. Here we go. <laughs> Brian gets the pint for the first one because we pint. should all honestly trust Belichick's decisions overall. But this one came back to bite him, so you got to blame uh, Belichick. Brian gets the point. And this one's pretty much going to give it away, but I did give Brian the point for the second question. Running back salary is what it is. He's a high-paid running back. And there's no uh, getting around the fact that that's just what it is. That's just how it is in the NFL. That's how the uh, the tiers of uh, salary uh, play out. And right. I gave Brian the point for the third one. I that's did like weak. that. That was a that was out of left very field. good judging. Very that's good weak. judging that's by weak. you, Iowa Sam. He's uh, intimidated. brought it today. He's intimidated by you. Uh, no, okay. I, I just... That's all right. It's no, okay. he's a rational Andy, thinking human being. Andy, that's what we, he is, If we Andy. go back to the tape over the last couple okay. of weeks, I've right. given I, you I, points I, for a lot of these. I just want to say one thing. I, I'm so gonna congratulations let go to Brian. The first question with the Malcolm Butler. And, and uh-huh. it's, it's really easy. And Ralph, Ralph Irvin hit it right on the head. The question was asked... Why is it still a story? But not because the coach didn't play him. You don't it's need to be bitter. Story. You don't need to be bitter, no, Andy. It's I, I okay. Just want, it's, it's common sense. 
this is still it's a story because Malcolm Butler is still talking about it. Okay, we move on. I it's didn't mention still that. a story because he's got something to talk about, and he's talking about it. You're right, Bingo. Right, he's talking right. about it. Right, right, right. He was, he was, but that's you okay. can't just put it only on Butler. As if he Why wouldn't not? have He's anything to about talk it. about if Belichick played him. You understand I, that, right? Yeah. The question, well, the question was the actually who's to blame for the Super Bowl incident. It wasn't mm. why we're talking wow, about it Andy. still. Okay, Did you on. misrepresent the question okay, by the great fine. Ryan Dennis? Is that okay, what happened? I'm sorry, Mr. Dennis. I'm moving on. But I did mention that going into this segment that one night changed a man's life. Did you hear this story? I want to lighten up. This is a great story. Yeah, this is like yeah. a Hollywood story. Scott Foster... Thought it was going to be another night. He's 36 years old. He's an accountant in Chicago. He signed the contract. He put on his goaltender gear and waited in the Chicago's locker room for the Blackhawks, and he got into the game. He's a former college goalie. He was pressed into action when Chicago lost not one but two of their goalkeepers to injuries. He stopped seven shots he faced in the final 14 minutes of the Blackhawks 6-2 win against the uh, Winnipeg Jets the other night. This is an amazing – when I heard about it, I couldn't believe it. This is an amazing story. Did he give up any goals? Or was it just the seven shots? No, he stopped stops? seven shots. That's it. Yeah, but they didn't score on him, huh? No. How? I mean, it's, it's a crazy. cool story. It's awesome. That's great. But how can this be a story? You know what, what I mean? mean? Like, how, how can this dude, okay, great, a couple of goaltenders went down before him. Right. But if you got a couple of goalies go down, you don't have someone else than this guy? How can that be? Well, you don't expect two guys to go down in one shot. That's the okay, thing. but if it happens, we got an accountant. <laughs> it's between amazing. The pipes over there. What, He's a that? married. This guy falls thirty six years old. A married father of two lives in nearby Oak Park and plays in two hockey rec leagues. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's unreal. That would be like really and truly like someone calling Brian No or Ryan Dennis on the phone and saying like you know there's an injury there. Uh, the, the Rams or the Nashville the, the Titans need somebody. They need a center. They're out. They're calling you up. I mean, they heard you on the radio. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Either myself or Ryan Dennis, we're going to play center for the Titans? No, you play center for the Titans because you're from Nashville. I mean, it's your area. I'm going to play center Why not? for the Titans. Yes. Yes. I don't know because I weigh a buck sixty-five. Maybe like, I'd love that. I'm not playing center for the Titans. I'd love to see man. you play center for the Titans. That's what I want. <laughs> Bring to it on, Aaron say, Donald. Yeah. You meant to say yeah. split end, <laughs> right? Like, split end. Yeah, tight end. Split He's end. got a tight end too. Tight. He really does. I, man, man. But still, it's, I mean, I, I can't even make the correlation between anything to this. Can you? I, I can't. Guy's an accountant, and they call him up. They found his name on a on a rec league. And they said, come on, and we need a goalkeeper. It's, it's unreal. It really is. I just, wow. I can't believe that's the setup. I can't well, get over that. Just the he, fact that he was in there to begin with is well, crazy he, to me. But I don't, say, you're asking nah, for the equivalent in another sport? I, is I, that I what you're looking it. for? I can't find it. Name, name I mean, I, mean. <sighs> I, I need more information on that game. I'll, I'll, you know? I'll give you the information. They say that he's part of a crew of recreational goaltenders who staff Chicago's home games in case of emergencies for either team. <laughs> for either team. So, so if the goalkeeper would have went down for Winnipeg, he would have suited up for the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, man. I, it's just it's wild to me. It's crazy. But, um, I okay, roster size and stuff like that. But I, just the way the game played out, I'm talking about what the score was when he got in there. You know, he didn't allow any goals whatsoever. It's amazing, but I don't know. To answer your question, Andy, I don't know what would be the equivalent. Like, pinch hitter in baseball, maybe? 
It'll be like if you're at the game. Okay, here it is. Say you're at a game sitting behind the dugout and just like going crazy, yelling and screaming and making fun of the team, and they're terrible. And all of a sudden, the manager gets really ticked off. He says, hey, you, come on down here. Get a bat. That's that's what it would be like, I would think. Oh, man, you kidding. Than- so many people would love that opportunity. Love it. I, I couldn't believe it. The guy says, this guy uh, Foster says, a few hours ago I was uh, sitting on a computer typing on a 10 key, and now I'm standing in front of you guys having just finished 14 and a half minutes of NHL hockey. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. They should make a movie out of this guy. They really should. Yeah, yeah. We've had some of that, right? What was the the closest movie? The Rookie? Was it the kid that, that was, was a pitcher for the Cubs or something like that? No, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? Is that, yeah, I never saw yeah. that movie. That was a great movie. Great movie, really. It's a tearjerker. I'm telling you. You vouch for he, it? It's a good yes, movie. He huh? coached a high school team in Texas, and uh, he hurt his arm. He was pitching, and he hurt his arm. And then later in life, and the kids kind of begged him to go back and play. And he played for the Texas Rangers after that. First it was Tampa, and then he went I'm back thinking to of Texas. a different movie, I think, Andy. Who's the young kid? R- Rookie of the who- Year is about the Cubs and about a kid who breaks his arm, and then he has, when it heals, right. he has a fastball that's like 110 <laughs> miles an hour. It's amazing. That was the movie was I was fiction, thinking of, Andy. Let's just keep that, yeah, that Yeah, that was fiction. Oh, it didn't happen? I, no. Okay. Did this this happened with the... <laughs> With Tampa and Texas, it, it was real. And then all the high school ball players that he coached, they found out they called him up to Texas, and they went to see Texas play. They saw the Rangers play. They saw him pitch. Came out of the bullpen, but he was like thirty six, thirty seven at the time when he came back. It was great. I mean, it's, it's a great movie. It really is. It's just it's unbelievable. These are NH rule, NHL rules. I know. Where it's like, all right, we got the popcorn guy in case any of the goalies go down. He's for ready either to go. team, by the way. I mean, he's sitting there. He could have gone in for Winnipeg, but who? It, it's nuts. It really is. I mean, I just thought it was a nice little thing to lighten things up. He had a press a conference bit. and everything, you yeah, know? He's, he's big now. He's big time. We'll be doing commercials soon. Brian No, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Time to play. Only a fool would dare play this game. Yet we do. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Fool. Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. We call this Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. we got a game to play, so let's do it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, no. Really? I thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is, and it's a proud service of Geico. It's great news right now. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We've got great news also. we got a new guy heading it up today, filling in for Robert Dasmati. His name is Ryan Dennis R.D. Let's do it. All right, let's go again. You guys were talking about uh, a little earlier, just about the tournament. How many three pointers Villanova has been sinking? Do we have anything from last week? Do we have anything from last week? Oh yes, well, I might as well let you know that Brian No was the big winner last week. That's why he asked. That's why he asked. Of course, Ben Simmons wasn't able to notch that triple double on Monday night against the Nuggets, and no new allegations for relationships for the president. So (laughs) that makes uh, Mr. Brian No the big winner. So. We'll go in this week. What, 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 in ter- did I miss anything? Was there one that was missed, Ryan Dennis, or was it the was the last one? Was the uh, MLB opening one? day strikeouts? That oh yeah, one, what happened with that? That one? one actually, I believe that one actually went to Andy. Oh man, it went over. Yeah, wow, wow. Lots Unbe- of K's on yeah, the first day. Yeah, unbelievably, the final tally was uh, two fifty two. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just opening Pitches day jitters or early you know. On. Yeah, and then you always have your best pitchers on the first day, which is of what's kind of crazy. Do you have the line from last week, whatever it yeah, was? Yeah, it was 239 curious. and a half. Oh, man. 
hits. Just, what, 13 extra strikeouts? Yep. Too yes, bad. Sir. Too bad. Good job, Andy. Good luck by you. Thanks. Thanks. All right, Thanks, yeah. Jim. So, like, like I was saying, uh, we were talking about all the Villanova three pointers. They made yes. eighteen in, uh, you know, uh, Saturday night's game, and so that I've I tallied up the numbers, and they've been averaging right around looks like thirteen over uh, all the, all the tournament games so far. Yes. So the over under for the national championship game. This is all a national championship uh, bottom barrel betting is at thirteen and a half. We'll go with Brian, the big winner, to start it off. So for just Villanova or for the just, total? Just for, Villanova. 13 and a half. 13 and a half just for that. I got to take the under. Me That's too. a ton of threes. Me too. They only made four against Texas Tech. I know there were lights you. out last night. I'll take the under. Me too. I, I think it's a given they're going to take the under. Michigan will be in their jocks right out of the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got the next one. This one's, this one's pretty simple. The over-under for the total points scored in the game. So this is both teams combined. It's at 143.5. Over. Definitely over. Oh, it's easily over. over no doubt. Yes. Listen to you. I love it. We're together again. Yeah, yeah, not not right. much diversity here. So I, maybe I can get you guys on, on this last one here. Michigan has given up an average of 10 turnovers a game throughout the tournament so far. And they gave up 11 against Loyola Chicago. Villanova is known for their defense as well as their three-point shooting. So over under nine and a half turnovers given up by Michigan in the title game. It's a tough line by you. Tough line, Ryan Dennis. I am going to go with the over because I'm going to assume that Villanova is going to be winning this game. Might have to make a few more risky plays, take a few more chances. I don't love it. I'm going to take the over. Over nine you know, and a half turnovers for Michigan. You know what, though? I'm, I'm going to go under. I think it'll be a very conservative game tomorrow. I really do. I'm going to go under. I really am. Not not by much, but I do, we'll go under your, your line. That's what I'm going to do. Well, that go one's going to be the determiner for you guys, right? Of course. That, right of course. There. That's the kiss of death. Going to need lots me. of turnovers in the championship game by Michigan. Going to need that uh, for the we'll win. We'll see what here. happens. We'll see. All right. That's yeah. it, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Good job. We'll do that. I tell you what, we're going to tell you about a real game changer in college basketball. We are. Brian Noah and Andy Furman have a little for you. Where? Coming up on Fox Sports Sunday right here. Here. Yes. Next. A new direction for college basketball. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome every single person to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On car insurance, visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Happy Easter. Happy April Fool's Day. Here's my friend. He's no fool, my friend and partner. Brian No. Hello, Mr. No. How are you? Great, Andy Furman. Good to be here with you. Uh, if you will allow me just one minute, I have to mention this. You have this. all I think the minutes in the world, my friend. Definitely needs to be mentioned on this uh, show of ours. Yes. Ryan Dennis. Producer this morning, filling in for Robert Dosmati, doing one hell who, of a uh, job. Had his birthday yesterday and took the day off today to celebrate in grand style, which is fine. Yeah. Ryan Dennis was just telling me there was something on the market known as Oreo Peeps. I'm a big fan of Peeps, you know the marshmallow with sugar on top. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. I did not know about Oreo Peeps. Would you be interested in something like this, Andy? I don't. I don't need garbage food. Okay, can I just what? tell you that right now? My what? body is a temple, and I work oh, out, and I run, and I you. lift, 
and I'm not going to put that garbage in me. I you smoke you. cigars. You know, I don't inhale, but I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I saw I saw what you look like. You're like a, a physical wreck when I saw you in Cincinnati <laughs> last year. What? When you came to Cincinnati, when we watched the St. Louis Cardinals play the Cincinnati Reds, and there were like 12 people in the stands that night, you and I were there. I felt sorry for you because you looked like a physical wreck. Because you're what are you garbage. talking about? You're, you're just making that garbage. stuff up. Now. I felt sorry for you. I really did. You're I out of mean, your mind. And you're reading not a garbage. Away. Wreck. You're reading I'm, garbage. I'm not saying that I'm the epitome of health. Here, yeah, I'll eat. So I'll eat a hot dog at a ball game, you know. But I'm not falling to pieces over here, Andy. There are people. This is radio. You. You're one of those radio guys that paints a picture that listeners know know better, but to believe, and they're like, "Man, this guy they know you hear about." It. They just believe what you're saying as if and it's gospel, should. and they should. Even though it's April Fools, they should. They really should. Oh, there you go. Okay, right. there it is. But you know, you were eating the garbage at the ball game that night. But I, I did notice that they have Oreo cookies not only with the chocolate shell on the outside but the vanilla shell on the outside now see that i've noticed too Mm. in the store and also with chocolate cream inside filling instead of vanilla yeah i've seen that before they're doing it both ways now yeah so yeah whatever it's like the new nba jerseys you know they just give you a lot of different looks i know i like speaking of the nba i i hurt i hurt deeply to talk about this because i Mm. truly like this guy you know Mm. and i've never met him but what I see, I like, because his mama is always at the games. He's a competitor. He seems to be a nice guy. At times, he doesn't have his head on straight. I'm talking about KD, Kevin Durant, okay? And he claims like the more technicals he's getting this year, because when he came back after that rib injury, he had technical number 13 and 14 for the season. It's because mm-hmm. of love, passion, and desire to win. No, you're full of it. That's not true. <laughs> You got to control yourself, KD. And I love you. I do. I didn't like the jump from Oklahoma City. I thought that was a Bush move. But other than that, I think everything he's done is straight up. I really do. It's just not a big deal. I realize that he was ejected one time in his previous 10 seasons, and he's been ejected five times this season. Right. So it's a big disparity. There's no doubt. But this isn't alarming. What do you think that KD is going to be uncontrollable in the playoffs? He's just going to get tossed left and right? He's That's hanging out happen. with Draymond Green. He's becoming a Draymond Green clone. That's the problem. No, I mean, all this is, I, I think of Kevin Durant this way. I think Kevin Durant has the mentality of naked gym guy. <laughs> we've, and, I believe we've talked about this at times. No, I want to hear some more. Tell me more, please. Here's my theory. My theory. If you go to the gym... And you you change, and you know yeah. you're about to go lift weights, or you're done with right. your workout, and you grab your bag from the locker, whatever. Right. You're gonna be met by naked gym guy at one stage or another, and if you pay attention, it's like you turn around and, and grab your stuff, and then you just look, and you're like, oh gosh, freaking naked gym guy again. They're just naked for an unreasonable amount of time like they're air drying oh. right oh. it's terrible it's horrible i got a i got a story i got can i give you a story of naked gym guy okay because i i go yeah, to the Cincinnati this. athletic club okay and it's mm-hmm. all guys okay yeah and, and uh you know certainly you're gonna go in the steam room you're, you're naked you're gonna go there take a shave maybe in the steam room whatever it might sometimes guys go swimming naked there but there's one guy oh that's terrible I know. are you serious but, yeah it's not bad i've done it before it's not too bad <laughs> what you've been swimming naked at yeah. a public place it's not public it's a private club it's the Cincinnati athletic club. at a private club you're yeah. swimming it's in all the guys nude. all guys what's the big what are you deal? doing the breast stroke or are you doing yeah, like the- doing something else too okay but they have these <laughs> exercise bikes 
And this one guy comes there almost on a daily basis. He puts a towel over the seat of the bike and sits there in the raw right. and rides That's the bike. Terrible, I, I, man. And I, he, th- he, th- he thinks there's something wrong with me because I just stare at him from the corner of my eye and just laugh. I think it's the funniest sight. And I'd love to take out my phone and take a picture of him, but I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll give it. you a quick story, and this isn't to try to one-up you, Andy. It just got me thinking. I was going to a gym in L.A. There was a, a gym in the Venice area, right. and I went to the gym this one day, and they have a water fountain in the men's locker room, which is awesome. So I get a drink. I turn around. Naked gym guy is in line right behind me. And what does he have? He's got a towel, but instead of like covering his private area, yeah. it's around his neck. This dude nice. totally naked. Nice. It's around his neck. But here's nice. my theory, Andy. Yeah. My theory it. is this. You did one naked... up me, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Naked gym guy is always an older gentleman. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Always. But that's the way it goes. In life, my theory is you're met with so much heavy stuff that over the course of years upon years, you eventually develop this mentality of, screw it, I'm going to air dry in public. I don't care. It's never like a dude in his 20s. It's a guy in his 40s, his 50s, his 60s, because he's got mortgage payments. He's dealt with death. He's dealt with real serious stuff. And I think that's the mentality that KD has right now. KD was called out by everybody for his move over to the Warriors, and he's just unfiltered right now. He's going to tell the refs exactly what he thinks of their calls with colorful language, and he's going to get the gate. That's you what's what, happened though, this year. I That's agree all it with is. You. I agree with you 10,000%, but it's hard to believe that we are comparing and making the analogy of KD and his behavior <laughs> to naked gym guy. I mean, think about that. I mean, there's got to be a just, better way. He's developed that there's, mentality, I know, and it's not gotta alarming. Be a better, it's, but there's got to be a better him. analogy, really. Just say he's become no, more it's a mature. Good one. He doesn't yeah. care anymore, really. Picture but- <laughs> KD is the guy, just like I mentioned. Like when I went to get a drink of water and I turned around and there was naked gym guy with a towel around his neck. Right. That's basically KD. All right. right. Is KD's got the towel like, around his care. neck instead of I don't his private. Exactly. Yeah. I don't give a darn. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. I, I, I agree. And I like the guy. You know, it's funny. I had an opinion, a very strong one when he left Oklahoma City. I think a lot of people agree with me. I think you agree with me. I think it was a Bush move. He didn't tell Russell Westbrook, his teammate. I think Russell Westbrook, he went up many, many stages in my stature as, as far as what he did by saying, I love the city of Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City. I'm staying. I want to be here. I want to try to win here. He's not going to win there. Without, I mean, they just stripped that club. That that club is like like a shell of what it used to be. James right. Harden was on that team. You know, all those guys are on that team. But that's a well, different story. I mean, look, I'll just say this real quickly because we've been over it, Andy. But one thing to add to it, I hated him going over to the Warriors because the Warriors beat the Thunder. Thunder had a three one lead, and he joins a seventy three win team. It was a lame move. There's it just no other way to look right. at it. And the way he did it but, was lame too. But the one thing I will say, Andy, is he knew. Kevin Durant's a smart guy. He knew what was coming. He knew going to that team, all the criticism that he was going to face and everything that everyone was going to say. He knew that before it even happened. And he did it anyway. And there are a lot of people that wouldn't. There are a lot of people that live their lives just trying to please everyone else. And I think you got to be thoughtful. you got to be considerate. But there are times where even though you're going to be criticized – you're doing what you think is right and what will make you happiest. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what the heck with it. They can say whatever they want, but I'm going to do what I feel is right. 
I at least give him credit for doing that. Overall, I think it was a lame move. But I give him credit for doing something that he knew he was going to get blasted for, and he did it anyway. You're exactly right. I give him credit for that. So now I like him again. I really do. By the way, speaking of basketball, I mean, I talk about making moves. Did you hear this story about this five-star basketball prospect from Cincinnati, Darius Baisley from Princeton High School, skipping college, plans to play in the NBA G League? Unprecedented, really. 6'8". He initially signed with Ohio State. Then he decommitted when Thad Mata was let go. Then he signed with Syracuse. And last week he said, uh-uh, I ain't going to go to Syracuse. I want to play in the G League. The first five-star prospect to skip college for the G League. And some players obviously have gone overseas. But he's going to the G League. And you know what? I got no problem with this. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Because college, as we said, is not for everybody. He wants to be a pro. I know you can only make about twenty six grand in the G League, but you can do endorsements. And after he becomes 19 years of age and he does well in the G League, he's going up to the NBA. What, what, yeah. He wants to be a pro. I give him a lot of credit. This could start a trend. I really believe that. Well, I'm curious. The first thing I think of, Andy, because you know I've got a football thinking mind over here, I started thinking about early retirements with NFL players, right? Now, follow me on this one. It's going to make sense. We'll see a few of them, like Chris Borland with the the 49ers, retired after one year, and there have been other guys that have played a handful of years, and they retire early, and you wonder if that's going to be a trend. Like We've seen it from occasionally. We've seen it occasionally with college players. Instead of going to college, they go another avenue. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier went overseas, right? right? You think about... This kid that you're bringing up going to the G League. So you're going to see certain instances of it, but is it going to be the trend? Is it going to be the thing to do? Like the NFL, you're going to have some guys retire early. Is it going to be in waves, though? That's well, the here, question. Here, it's the same co- thing with these college players right, skipping here, here's college. Here's my question to you. I understand that he wants to be a pro, and he may think this may be the best way to go to be a pro. But to me, if I'm going to be a pro, A, the college game gives you a better stage to show your wares and what you have to offer to the pros, number one. Sure. And number two, I, I think that you get better coaching with guys like Roy Williams and Jim Beheim than, than, right. than, than a schmuck in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on the Fort Wayne, whatever they're called, <laughs> the Mad Ants or something, right? I mean, really, And you can get coaching. paid in college anyway, you know? Right, exactly. But there's better coaching in the NBA, right? I mean, in, the, in college than in the... Absolutely the, the there is. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's one of these where the grass seems a lot greener on the other side until you get there and it's like, wait a minute, who's coaching me again? And right. my games are televised where again? And all of a sudden, it doesn't look as great as it originally did when yeah, you're trying to be a trailblazer and going to a, a different way. going to Fort Wayne to Green Bay by bus? You really? Right, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, Lithuania, it sounds interesting, and let's go over there and do something different. And all of a sudden, you look at UCLA a little bit differently. It's not all it's cracked up to be over there. You know what yeah, I'm put saying? The pers- put the purse and the sunglasses back, will you please? Put them yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. put them back. No big deal. All right, so uh, you're right. I, I think the, the the positives outweigh the negatives, or maybe vice versa in this situation. You know, look, I understand college isn't for everybody, and the main advantage maybe for this kid yeah. is the fact that he doesn't have to go to class. You know, right. really. I, look, I'm not rooting against him at all. I'm Neither not rooting against anybody who's going a different direction. I'm just saying that different direction might seem a lot sexier than it's really right. what it actually is in reality. That's the grass all. isn't always greener. 
Yeah. That's no. the key right there. Hey, comments are always welcome. That's for sure. How do you do that? By Twitter, at the No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Calls welcome as well at 877-99 on Fox on this Easter Sunday, 877-996-6369. Of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's set up the lineup right now. Bottom of the hour, we have Zach Brazilla live from San Antonio. He's with the New York Post, the college basketball guru. At uh, Following that segment, we're going to go to Nose Picks, and of course, you can go your own way. I love mm. that. You can go your own way. And I got a yeah. couple of things for that, too, to help you out on that, okay? okay. But I know you, you I know you got some good nose picks for today and, of course, the championship game for tomorrow, right? Oh, I'm going to try to earn you some Easter Sunday cash. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great cash, homie. There we go. Brian O'Andy Furman, though, we're going to tell you why these two teams will never win a title. That's next. We have the reason they're losers. That's coming right up. About 20 minutes past the hour, we call this Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And at the bottom of the hour, I'd say that'll be 8.30 Eastern time. We're going live to San Antonio. Talk final four with Zach Brazilla from the New York Post. But you got to love Hooters. And you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoke wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters! Hooters! Yes, Hooters. You like Woo! Hooters, be? You like Hooters? Absolutely. Yeah, love the naked the, wings. Very tasty. The what? The what now? Take I it go easy. with na- no. <laughs> I get naked wings. You know, I like barbecue, sweet barbecue, whatever. Right. But uh, if you go naked wings at Hooters, they're pretty good. Pretty good. Good. By the way, yeah. I got a tweet from Jonathan Patton, and I don't know who he is, but uh, he's a listener, so we love him to death. And loyal honestly, listener. Loyal, loyal listener, listener. Yes. And we have Ryan Dennis filling in for Robert Dasmani today. And he wanted to know, and the question was asked, who is getting engaged, Ryan or Robert? He said, it's mm-hmm. early, I'm sleeping, I want to make sure I'm congratulating the right person. So could you help me out? Who's getting engaged? Tell Jonathan Patton. Yeah, it's that, Ryan Dennis. Yeah, it. Ryan who's filling in. There you go. Yeah. Ryan with a, went to USC, getting who? married to his USC sweetheart, who is a back-to-back fantasy football champion in years 2015 and 2016. Listen to this. Was she, did she play a sports? Is she an athlete? Yeah, she, Ryan, who's her favorite football team? Her favorite uh, NFL team? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's kind of, since she's been a USC fan, her, she's grown up in LA and all this, There's there hasn't really been a pro team. It's just been the, the Trojans. Yeah, huh? so, yeah. but uh, ever since she started dating me, she's kind of adopted the Eagles, so I, she play I, I, can, really? I can go with that. Did she play okay. sports in college? No, no, she yeah. was a she was a kinesiology major though, so oh she's uh, she's quite the uh, you know genius. She's a genius. Yeah, okay, exercise quick, enthusiast. Quick, quick question, if I may, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. I want to know how and where did you pop the question? How and where? Or oh, actually, it was uh, at one of her favorite places on earth and one of the happiest places on earth. It was at the uh, Snow Burger White's King. Grotto at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Really? Burger King. Was this, who, was I, this right? I, I haven't Burger been to King. a Burger King in. Are, do they? Are those still around? Yes. It was the are. Burger King ball pit, right? No, In and Out Burgers. <laughs> in and Out. In and Out. Right? Was this right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl? No, no, not. This no, was okay. in October. Okay, oh, all right. Great. So it's been a little bit. Yeah. Oh, By the way, Andy, I got a couple of tweets here, real quick. Lay them on us. Come on, Brian Ferguson, because we were talking about Oreo peeps. Ryan Dennis, who was recently engaged, as in October. Yes. Um, he was talking about Oreo peeps. Ryan Ferguson just tweeted me a whole Oreo cookie shelf. He's got all these different flavors, chocolate, peanut butter. I didn't know about this. Cinnamon bun Oreo. 
Red tweet Velvet Tweet is nothing. Oreo. Tell them to send it to us. Send it to us. Don't right. tweet us. Really? And there's another one I got to mention. This is from Holly. Holly. She writes, naked gym guy has a naked female equivalent. Really? The same thing exists in the women's locker room. If anyone is going to walk completely naked from the showers to the lockers, it's going to be an older, out-of-shape woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she probably doesn't work at Hooters. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe she's retired. I'm taking a guess. I'm taking an educated Maybe. guess, you know? You might probably be right. About it. I would venture okay. you're probably correct about that. Right. Yeah. And we move along right now. You know, we talk about chemistry in sports. And I think to some extent it's true. I think sometimes it's a cop-out for you know people to talk about a subject matter, but I think it's true. If you can't stand your teammates, you probably don't have a shot to win. It's probably the same in the office place. If you couldn't stand me or vice versa, we probably wouldn't have a decent show. We enjoy each other's company. We, we, we talk sports. We argue. We agree to disagree at times, but certainly we get along, and I think that makes for a positive, upbeat show. And of course, there are the prima donnas, and the prima donnas obviously, are the wide receivers in football, one in particular, Odell Beckham Jr. And you could win with him, or maybe you can't. I don't know. Three-time pro bowler, MVP of the Giants. And I got to tell you, he elevates Eli Manning's game, and Eli's at the end of his career, but he's threatening a holdout without a new deal. I say he's a distraction. I say he needs Mm. to be traded. I say that more than that, I don't think the Giants can win with this guy on the team. I think he's tearing the team up. Oh come on! And it, on. they were eleven and five just two years ago with Odell Beckham Jr. Like and here's the Eli. thing, man: if Odell Beckham Jr. was a stock, just in terms of you know public reaction, his stock would be plummeting right now. That's all I hear. This guy's a distraction. Can you win with them? Get rid of them? Trade him? All this. it's like if you look at the Giants, they had all of their dudes that were good injured last year. If they had wide, re- Odell Beckham Jr. was injured. Brandon Marshall was injured. Sterling Shepard was injured. They gave me a phone call, Andy, to see if I could suit up and play wide receiver. The guy that played goalie for the Blackhawks, he probably Scott got Foster. a call to play wide receiver for the Giants Wait, last year. Stop for, you're going to tell me he's not a distraction? You're going to tell me that? You don't think that that's a problem? I'll tell you this. The distraction, quote-unquote, is totally overblown. Completely oh, really? and utterly overblown. Let's review what he's done. He oh, no, I know proposed what he's doing. to a kicking uh, net. He acted like he was uh, a dog and did his end zone celebration, which was nothing leg. at all. Right. Okay, he went on and did the cruise, was on a party boat before the game against the Packers. That was stupid. It was a bad move. And they caught him That's on it. video with some sort of a cigarette with a woman. They don't know if it's uh, okay, drug-related or not. That's smart. Up. He's got a blunt right. uh, an Instagram post. All right, that's smart. That's it. That's Wait. what's on his resume. And you're going to trade this dude? You're going to kick him out of town? No, no. This guy has 35 touchdown catches in three seasons. I, I mentioned the word distraction. You're going to tell me that everybody in that locker room for the Giants is in love with this guy? You don't think so? I don't I mean, care. I don't oh, care really? if they're oh, not okay. in love with him. It's not to the point where it's dividing a locker room it's not to the point where they can't function with him. It's not like that at all. There's a bigger locker room divide with Eli Apple. There's far less about get rid of Eli Apple than there is about getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr. There may be a bigger divide with Eli Manning. There may be a bigger divide with him, the way he's been playing well, the last year. Really? I just look at it like this, Andy. And it's something that Ernie Acorsi said when he was running the Giants. He said, you don't quit on talent. 
And all I hear right now is just get rid of them, move on. They're a bad team. You got other areas to address. Like, let's slow that down for a second and look at the downside if you trade Odell Beckham Jr. You're losing one of the best receivers in football. He would absolutely help out Eli Manning as a healthy target all season. Oh, he's elevated Eli's game. He's he's made. He absolutely has. No doubt. And if they go with the quarterback number two overall. Don't you think having one of the best receivers in football would be good for a young quarterback, whether it's Josh Allen or Josh Rosen or whoever the Giants take at number two overall if they go quarterback? That wouldn't be a good asset to have? I would say this. Gettleman's the new general manager. He wants to put his fingerprints on that team. I would not be surprised if before April the 9th, Odell Beckham is traded for several draft picks, and now they could get themselves a quarterback. I'm not saying good, bitter, and different. I'm telling you that the the writing's on the wall. I think there's a strong opportunity that he's going to get traded. I really believe that. Well, they got to make the move right now if they're going to. That's obvious because of where he is contractually. It's either right. commit to the guy or move on from him right now while his value is still high. That's the decision you got to make. I'm just saying this, for everybody who's like, oh, just move on, turn the page, it hasn't worked out, you tried, it failed, blah, blah, blah. They're completely overblowing these quote-unquote distractions. And the other thing you got to keep in mind, if you're committing to Odell Beckham Jr. and giving him a contract extension, with the, which the Giants wouldn't be crazy at all to do whatsoever, Right. Like if you're like, you can't build your team around a, a wide receiver that makes a lot of money, really? Let's take a couple examples. Look at the Dallas look, Cowboys. Look at the Steelers. Remember, remember the Dallas Cowboys when Romo got hurt and they stunk? They were 4-12. and And all of a sudden, the next year, they were 13-3. and They turned it around with the young quarterback in Dak Prescott. And they were fantastic, right? Like, they didn't actually Des turn Bryant it around. Des Bryant was still a, making big money. Des Bryant had his contract they, extension. He was making good money. With a running game, actually, more so than a passing game and the receivers. Really okay, did. great. I think there the are multiple ways that... to turn things around. Right. There, there are all kinds of ways to turn things around. If you look at, let's say the Giants drafted a quarterback number two overall. You know, let's say that Eli plays well and the young quarterback plays. You can turn things around in a hurry. Look at the Jags. They went from five and eleven to the AFC Championship well, look at the game Eagles. last season. Right, the Eagles, the Eagles are they were a sub-500 team. They won right. it all with the backup quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt that you could turn it around. I mean, certainly the draft and free agency is made to do that in the National Football League. All I'm saying is this. I think Odell Beckham, he's on the trading block in the minds of Dave Gettleman, the general manager, and I think not only will it hurt the team, I think it'll hurt the fan base if he's gone. And I'm moreover than that, my last statement on this is that he is such a media darling in his own mind, and the endorsements that he makes – he needs to be in New York. He better stay in New York because that, uh, yeah. that's where he's made it, really, Look on and off to, the field. To sign this guy to a deal like Mike Evans with Tampa would be a smart move for the Giants. He is that talented. He is that good where I'm going to put up with him being emotional. He's an emotional player, but not right. to the point where he's divisive, not to the point where the Giants can't be successful and thrive. It's just so utterly overblown. Real quick, Andy. He's Kevin Durant on a, on a football field. You think about Antonio Brown with the Steelers. He's had his run-ins. He's done the Facebook Live video oh, after was, a playoff right. win. He was complaining against the Ravens last year for not getting the football. Nobody says get Antonio Brown off the team. Nobody you know says why? kick him to the curb. You know why? Because they're too busy talking about Le'Veon Bell. That's why. Because well, <laughs> he produces and the Steelers win. 
My theory is people are too over uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because the Giants had a terrible season last year. Could very well be. I, I think it's it's way, way, way over the top. And Eli really Manning is, is escaping the wrath because of Odell Beckham. He really is. Think about that for yeah. a second. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Brian No, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We roll along, and you know what? We're going to go live to San Antonio and talk Final Four next. But first... We go to our man, the king of sports, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And we'll start in Major League Baseball, the first Saturday of the MLB season. And in the American League, Houston with a win over Texas, 9-3. Lance McCullers Jr., 10 strikeouts, earning the win for the world champions. Yonder Alonso with a grand slam for Cleveland as they get by Seattle, 6-5. Mike Trout had two RBI doubles as the Angels won in Oakland, 8-3. And in the National League, Kenta Maeda, 10 strikeouts as the Dodgers shut out San Francisco, 5-0. Chris Bryant drove in three runs for the Cubs. They win in Miami, 10-6. And Adam Eaton, the game of the day, 5-5 on Saturday. Four runs scored, three runs driven in as Washington hammered Cincinnati, 13-7. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Of course, Saturday also, the Final Four in NCAA basketball. Michigan came back from a 10-point second-half deficit. They beat Loyola of Chicago 69-57. They advanced to the national championship game, where they will face the Villanova Wildcats after Villanova dropped Kansas 95-79. Again, the national championship game will be Monday night. They're in San Antonio. Gentlemen? You didn't mention the ladies. You didn't mention the ladies this time, but that's okay. That's okay, Rob. No countdown clock. Well, that's that's because you're about to talk men's basketball. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, and by the way, Zach Brazilla for the New York Post are coming right up. He's in San Antonio right now, covers college basketball like no other for the New York Post. And, of course, it's Brian Noah and Andy Furman. I want to welcome everybody back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Next segment, stay with us in about 11 minutes from now. Nose picks, of course, and, of course, go your own way, which basically means if you got something on your chest, you can get off. Is that correct? Yeah, you just go your own way. Anything you think is interesting, entertaining, something that ticked you off that you got to mention, just something that you got to say. You can be any subject that you want. Right. All right. And and while we're waiting for for Zach, but basically right now, I think it's like 7.34 in San Antonio AM. We roll along right now. We'll talk about the the Final Four for a second. And one of the questions I was going to ask him, if we do get him on, I'm going to ask him this. I'll ask you. After watching Villanova last night, 18 threes, which is amazing. Is it time, perhaps, to move the three-point line back further? Mm. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I'd be all right with it. The thing that I pause and think, oh boy, is would that make the game better or worse just in terms of the, the game before that? Well, you think about mind, Loyola, think that, who was 1-for-10 from three-point right. range. Michigan, they were 7-for-28. Combined, that's 8-for-38. So with the three-point line being moved back, would that... Would that make for more two-point shots? Yeah, and why would you move it back just for one goals? team? 
Yeah, for right. one team for Well, although they did or, change the Or would you see for- lower three-point percentages? <laughs> They're still right. jacking up those shots and just missing them more frequently. But if you remember, they, they eliminated the dunk rule because of, at that point in time, Lou Alcindor uh, for UCLA. They couldn't dunk, remember? Because of him, they changed right. the rule, which was crazy. Look, I think the three-point line is perfect the way it is. Why? It changes the game. It gives the little guy a shot. It really does. It's a different element. It's a different weapon. And I think it's exciting. And people want to see points. They want to see points. Although, you know, you could have been a fan of uh, of Kansas and you got clobbered last night. But still, no, when you score 95 points at that sort of pace that Villanova did, people want to see that. That's exciting. The first yeah. game of last night, to me, was a... Kind of a, a boring game in a sense, really. It, it was slow, slow down basketball. That's why I like the shot clock and I like the three point shot. Yeah, it was just, they just didn't shoot it well. I remember right. a couple of Loyola Chicago guys, again, one for 10 from three point range. There are a few crazy. times where they took a three pointer and they, they held it up like, oh, that's good. That feels good. And it was an air ball. It was just like, they were nowhere close to buying shots from outside. Right. And now, and now in your mind, Mr. No, my friend and partner, we've got Villanova, Michigan tomorrow night. Are these the two best teams in college basketball meeting now tomorrow night? No. No, no. It's it's so tough to judge with, uh, with college basketball because, you know, it's a one-and-done tournament. Right. If this was a best of seven all the way, which is pretty much impossible – do you think it would be Villanova and Michigan? I think Villanova would probably be there. They're fantastic. But I can't imagine that Michigan would be the one team to survive everything. You know what? You know what's crazy is? Mm-hmm. It might be Virginia. Virginia yeah, who be. lost to UMBC, the 16 yeah. seed. Virginia might be the team facing Villanova if we had best of seven and series. And if they to get play there. that if they play that Baltimore County school ten times, they beat him nine and a half times. Oh Believe gosh. Me. Yeah. I mean that, I, that to me and we forget about that game because it was so early on in the tournament and it was a big shocker, but really and truly the big story of the tournament probably is that that loss for Virginia oh, yeah. more so than Loyola of Chicago advancing where they where they went to. Think about that. I mean, Virginia, I mean, was a, how'd they lose to them? Yeah, uh, sure. That's the biggest upset by far. But what's more memorable about this tournament? I think it's going to be Sister Jean in Loyola, Chicago. Don't I think you're going to think about that more than UMBC. That's how much the Sister Jean phenomenon just took off. You know, it's funny you mention that because as soon as the Sister Jean story took off, I read a story in the New York Times a couple of days ago about a, 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 a priest who sits on the bench of Villanova who went to Loyola. So now everybody's trying to, to kind of get on the back of Loyola and get PR on that. And I think there was a priest also at Michigan that had a story in there as well. So, I mean, you know, you, you got to be first. You you can't follow a story like that. I mean, Sister Jean is Sister Jean. She stands on her own. Uh, the commercialization of her, I, I'm not too pleased. That bobblehead, that's cute, but I mean, come on, she's still she's still a member of the cloth. I mean, come on, a bobblehead, please. Are you, I mean, did Billy Graham, may he rest in peace, have a bobblehead? Did Oil Roberts have a bobblehead? Oh, I don't gosh. think so. Come, come on, on Eddie. I mean, I just mean, have really. some fun with it. Loosen the collar just a little bit, Sister no, Jean. Come on, she she came off. As as great as she could have, right? She's just like, hey, I, I'm praying for both teams. And I'm she just was happy great. Loyola Chicago. And she did the interviews and she was cheering. She's 98 years old, chaplain. It was awesome. There's nothing to be negative about with Sister Jean. She's got a bobblehead. Okay, great. You know, and the and, proceeds and the it went players. to Loyola Chicago and it went to 
what, like the convent or something? Like that. Yeah. So it's good. It's good all the way around. The Michigan players were hugging her after they beat up on Loyola last yeah, night. That was yeah. beautiful. It was beautiful. It's good. Although there was a thing I saw on Facebook this morning that I think TNT captured the Michigan players. Some guy gave the double bird. They caught it on TV. And he, <laughs> and he gave the double bird to Loyola after Michigan won. And then he gave the F-bomb to Sister Jean. I mean, oh, how, crude, on, how rude and crude can you be? I mean, Real think, quick. Think about, look, people think that I'm rude. They Loser. think I don't, have, I don't have no filter, whatever it may be. That's, come I, on. I'm this, not rude. I'm not yeah. crude. That is just downright disrespectful. Maybe it's Ooh, the alcohol it talking. But they caught it on TNT. No, TBS. Yeah, you're trying call. to make a name for yourself. You're just that guy, you know? Uh, it's right, the worst yeah, way to do it. Real, real quick, Andy. Yes. Just yes. 30 seconds here. Yes. Actually, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for uh, I can go my own way. I'm going to save this for way. the very end of the show. Don't ever yeah. go your own way. Always go with me, please. Don't ever leave me. All right? Brian, All right. Andy Furman, of course, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Your last chance to tweet us. At the No Show at Andy Furman FSR or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. There's one way to avoid being a bust, and we'll tell you next. Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. We call this Fox Sports Sunday, and of course, about thirteen minutes before the top of the hour. And by the way, top of the hour, nine o'clock Eastern. You'll have Dan Beyer and Michael Harmon together. What a pair they make! And of course, you could get them on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, also on the iHeartRadio app or Sirius XM eighty three. But now, let's hear nose picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy Furman, got another yes. trio for you here. Thank you. We'll start off with the NBA. A couple of games from today. I'm looking at the Bucks at the Nuggets, minus four. Nuggets, a four point home favorite. Identical records for both teams, but the Nuggets are on the outside looking in of the playoff hunt. So they got to win. Got to absolutely win. Tough place to play in Denver. So I'm going to go with Denver. I'm going to lay the four. I'm going to take the Nuggets to get this done. I'm going to look at some baseball. What do you got, Andy? You know why? Because they're not going to tank. They're one of the few teams not tanking (laughs) in the NBA, right? Oh, man. There's some brutal tanking going on. There's no doubt. Memphis, Memphis. Some baseball for you, Andy. I'm looking at my Redbirds at the uh, risk of a homer pick right here. I'm going to ride Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver looks to have a pretty good season for the Redbirds. I think they avoid the sweep. They are minus 125 at the Mets, taking on Steven Matz. I'm going Redbirds today to get it done. Then I'm looking toward tomorrow evening. Villanova, minus 7. Against Michigan. That's enough to scare me off. Wasn't it six earlier this morning? Yeah, it's it's going up. It's rising. You know, it's the same spread as Duke was favored against wow. Butler in the championship game not too long ago. But I'm looking at that total. 146. It is climbing. I don't love going with the public typically, but I love it in this situation. Villanova is just too tough to stop. So I think they're going to score a lot of points. And if Michigan is shooting halfway decent from outside or the free throw line. I think this goes over. It's at 146. So I'm going to go over that total, Andy. Two so your keys quick in recap. that game. 
I, I don't yeah. think I don't think you'll get eighteen threes drained by Villanova. Right. And I'm not so certain that Mo Wagner's gonna play his heart out like he did last night. Wagner make basket, Wagner, Wagner. get rebound. Wagner. Yeah. So your quick trio recap, Andy. Nuggets minus four, Cardinals minus one twenty five, over one forty six for the title game tomorrow night. There you excellent. go. Excellent. Excellent. Now are we gonna do go your own way? Is that what we're yes. doing? Let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Anything on your mind, Andy, could be something light, could be something serious, could be boxing, could be the NFL, whatever. You could go your own way. So what do you have for us? Okay, I, I got something because I don't like when people are bitter and they tell other people to follow their way. Okay, for example, hmm. Ryan Leaf. He was a bust. He knows about uh, being a draft bust. And he thinks the key to avoid being a bust is to avoid going to the wrong place. And in his, in his mind, he says that means avoid Cleveland. And that made me sick when I read that. He was on FS1 the other day. He said that he would urge a top quarterback like Sam Donald from USC to tell his agent, quote now, we can't end up in Cleveland and figure out a way to keep the Browns from drafting him. Shame on you, Ryan Leaf. You were a bust. If I'm a guy like a Sam Donald, I'd want to go to a place like Cleveland and say, look, you didn't win a game last year. I want to come and be your savior. I want to turn Amen. it around. Right? That's what I, I could not agree do. with you more. I really couldn't. Thank I was saying you. this yesterday is – I think there is good advice, bad advice, and another category. Third category, pansy advice. Well, keep your mouth shut. This is pansy advice by Ryan Leaf. Like, oh, no, it's a quarterback wasteland over there with the Browns. You can't possibly be successful over there. You should avoid it at all costs. Like, My whole thing with the Browns, Andy, is name someone... What these 27 and counting quarterbacks that have started since 99... Who has done anything elsewhere? Right. Who? Like right. that's the uh, thing is it's not just the Browns, it's the actual quarterbacks themselves. Okay. Do you realize that Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Eagles, started 8 games for the Browns in 2000? <laughs> right. Like it's not the city and it's not the team, it's the people who picking the players for that team. Well, and that it's not just problem. that, it's it's the players themselves. Right. Right. There isn't a player that went somewhere else and was good. Didn't they draft a 28-year-old quarterback from Oklahoma State? He didn't do it. Right, anything. Brandon Whedon. Whedon right. Yeah. The, yeah, the best one in terms of success somewhere else has got to be Jeff Garcia, who had a couple of decent years with the, with 49ers. the 49ers. That's yeah. basically it. The, the Panthers paid Jake DeLome like $9 bucks to go away. Right, and it's the a, point is this. Ryan Leaf was a bust. He would have been a bust in New York. He would have been a bust in Green Bay. That's just the way it was, really. Right. So, right. so why, why point fingers at playing Cleveland and, and get Sam Donald's name out of your mouth? Get it out of right. your mouth, Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah, I look at all of their picks. They could have the, the number one uh, quarterback prospect and the number one non-quarterback prospect, number right. one and number four. And they get all exactly. those second-round picks. They've got some good players. We see turnarounds all the time in the NFL. I would embrace it. I absolutely absolutely would. I'm going to go my own way this way, Andy yes. Furman. little light here at the end of the show. Oh, good. The, the horn sound in San Antonio. Did you notice it last night? <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to it tomorrow night. It is the worst horn I have ever heard. It's not like... It's like a bad beeper or a bad uh, like, car horn where it's like... For a yeah, substitution? Yeah. 
right. You ever have a car yeah. with a weenie sounding horn? Right. No, you're exactly I, I did. Right. Like my last car, Nissan Altima, the black bullet. Love that car. But I hit the horns like mm-mm. I had to avoid it. Yeah. Sound like a little ride of King Sound. Have a great day. See you next week. Thanks, guys. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.